I have hit record. Have you hit record? I have as well. Okay, I'm, I'm wearing a sling, so doing the clap is going to be interesting. <laughs> Just slap yourself in the face. <laughs> <laughs> you say that jokingly, that might be my only option. I cannot access my left hand right now. Okay, we, can we record this on video? Because I would love to see this so much. <laughs> no, not yet. God. Damn it. <laughs> not yet. Oh. oh what? What, are, what are you suggesting? I'm suggesting things uh, that we should. Let's do. Let's do the clap. Let's do the clap. Okay, you ready? Yep. Hold on, I'm gonna wiggle my hand out. I can do this. All right. One, two, three. Stephanie, I'm so mad at you right now. What? Why? Wait, what? What just happened? <laughs> You're like whiplash. No, <laughs> I had I had one of those like uh, crazy realistic dreams. Uh huh. That was my fault somehow. Yes. Oh. Okay, so we were back in our duplex. Oh God, no, no. And you informed me that you acquired a the VR machine from uh, Star Wars Christmas Special. Uh-huh. <laughs> and this forced me into this forced us to have an awkward conversation and I was like, uh, so am I using it in the living room? And you're like, absolutely not. You're gonna do it in the kitchen because there's no carpet there. <laughs> Which Which, by the way, my subconscious decides to get logical at the very strangest of moments. Look, but I feel like that's legit. Now, to be fair, in Chewie's family's house, they had wood floors. So (laughs) presumably that wood was treated specifically because of Itchy. It was treated. (laughs) (laughs) Post-Itchy? Anyway. (laughs) Yeah, so next- Look, we don't know the chemical properties of Wookiee sperm. Wow. It could be used to treat wood. You don't know. <laughs> it has healing properties. <laughs> it has varnish in it. It has varnish. <laughs> That's why they're so arboreal. Oh, my goodness. Uh. <laughs> yeah, so I go go in the kitchen, and this guy I hooked up with. Um, oh, so we're still in the dream. We're okay, still in okay. the dream. I go in the kitchen. Right. Well, because I'm not going to wait. Um, go into the kitchen. <laughs> There's a zombie version of this guy I hooked up with in middle school uh, at a swim camp. <laughs> And, okay. And I'm, is he at least is he grown up? Yeah, 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 yeah. He's older. Okay. He's older. Okay. Um, and he's bald too, just like me. I'm like, is this a thing with swimmers? What's going on? Um, yeah. So, uh, so I go into the living room very upset because it's your fault that he's a zombie apparently. Uh huh. And you're yeah. all of a sudden dressed up like one of the Real Housewives, like all blinged out with sunglasses on. Uh huh. It's my natural state. Uh-huh. Right. And you grab your purse and you're like, bye, bitch. And you walk <laughs> out front and get into this Escalade and drive away. <laughs> and then I wake up and I'm like, shit, I have to record with Stephanie in like 30 minutes. And I'm so mad at her. <laughs> and you're so mad because I left you in that shitty duplex. <laughs> with, the, with, with a used with VR machine, ex. I assume. <laughs> and my zombie ex. Yeah. Man, that duplex. <laughs> you know, you know what my my chief memory of that duplex is. Uh, what? Oh no! <laughs> so 
No, we had another not. roommate. Listeners, no, listeners. No, Chris and I, uh, this was, oh God, 2000? 2001? No, it was 2002, I think. Probably 2002. Yeah. Yeah, yeah because I was old enough to do that functioning alcoholic thing <laughs> that we were doing during that time. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> I didn't drink at all. Who are you telling that to right now? Who's believing you? No, I, I didn't. I didn't start drinking until after that. I you was, let me day drink by myself? What's wrong with you? Yes, I never drank. I don't know why. I was I was I just wasn't interested at that point. No, you were hooked on No, I wasn't. Um I wish. Oh. <laughs> no. <laughs> Let's not get into all that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, okay. So we had uh it was a it was a pretty big duplex. Yeah. Um certainly for for us. So we had a third roommate who made a lot more money than we did. So he got the master suite. And, mm. and uh, this roommate was, I mean, he was a lot. And he had a girlfriend. Uh, oh we will God. we will call her Jane. <laughs> that's not her name, but that's what we're calling her. And one one night, late one night, they <laughs> adjourned to his room. And Chris and I were in our own separate rooms, which were across the hall from the roommate. And uh, it's late. I'm like downloading shit off Napster and listening to, to stolen music and stuff. And I've got, you know, uh, ICQ, I think, was the, the messaging app that we had at the time. No, it was AIM. AIM. It was either AIM or ICQ. I, w- I preferred ICQ. Oh, but that's just me. Anyway, uh... And suddenly I get a notification, I suddenly I get a notification pop up (laughs) from Chris, who reminder is on the other side of a wall. He's right next door. (laughs) And he's like, Stephanie, (laughs) write this down. (laughs) I'm like, what? Okay. And he goes, Jane has a noisy. I've got headphones on. I don't know what he's talking about. So horror movie slow. Dreading my own actions, but unable to stop myself. (laughs) I take my headphones off so that I can hear whatever it is that Chris has heard. And you know what? Macaroni in a pot is accurate. There was a viscousy, squishy sound. I'm just saying. And it's like it's like stirring a big pot of macaroni, 100%, but yeah. audible from across the hall and through a cl- two closed doors. Which means, in so, retrospect, she was having a good time. But also, yeah. my my favorite part was I also had headphones on, and I was also I was probably back then blazing like loud music in my ears. Totally healthy for you, by the way. But, <laughs> yeah, but, but even no long term effects. Yeah, even though. Uh, uh, I I shouldn't have been able to hear anything beyond the music. I heard the devastated cackle of Stephanie, <laughs> followed by "Oh my god!" <laughs> and I I I love that. Oh my god! And this Y'all. is this is why we're friends. <laughs> Shared trauma. Shared trauma. <laughs> <laughs> That's why. And it, and, it, and it happens to this day because, like, I I share with her like like I like like yesterday I was like Stephanie, this TikTok traumatized me. Here you go, watch it. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was the uh, <laughs> the person dressed as as Sidious in lingerie saying in a Sidious voice that their milkshake brings all the boys to the yard. Look, you're one of like five people who sent me that video. 
But you were the first one, so good job. Yay. Which means our listeners also experience, have the same mentality. <laughs> oh, I've just been traumatized here. <laughs> I'll send this to Steph and Chris. Thanks, guys. Thanks. I'm not saying stop, I'm, but I'm also not saying keep doing that. Yeah. Like, I'm let's actually, just leave that. I'm actually, use your judgment, please. I actually think Charles sent that one to me. So it's actually Charles's fault. You mean Charles or Charles? There's two different. Charles. Charles from Gold Squadron Gaze or Charles from Keeps Track of Our, <laughs> our Inconsistently Utilized Counters? The, the, the bitch from Gold Squadron Gaze. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so this is Charles' fault. Fuck you, Charles. <laughs> Love you, bitch. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Hey, so we need to talk about Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, we should do that. Would you like to, uh, shall we intro a show? Should oh, yeah. We do that? Do you yeah. Think we should do that part? Okay, cool. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Dark Side Divas, the podcast where a woman and a gay man express their opinions about Star Wars. My name is Stephanie. I'm the woman half of the show. Uh-huh. And? That's a complete thought. What? Look, okay? Oh, my God. Not everything needs to be clever. Sometimes you just state a fact and move on. Okay, fine, fine. I'm Stephanie. I'm the woman half of the show. Jane has a noisy... <laughs> Is that better? Good. Actually, yes. <laughs> uh, all right. Hey, everybody. I'm I'm Chris. I'm that homosexual. And, Ste- mm. and Stephanie, mm. I'll deal with my men. You deal with those tattooed crazies. <laughs> <laughs> now, peek behind the curtain here, uh, dear listeners. Uh, Chris messaged me at one point during our research phase for this episode. And he was like, I'm having the hardest time picking a quote. We've got Obi-Wan, Maul, and Hondo all in the same episode. <laughs> How are we supposed to pick one thing? And then the second episode had a shit ton, too. I was like, there are are literally 12 lines I could pick. Yeah. Yeah. These these episodes are so hot. (laughs) They just fucking are. Yeah. But before we get into the episodes, I have something real quick. Do you have have something you want to talk about? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Um, I'll get through mine quickly. Okay? Cool. All right. So last time, if you you recall, we talked about Dr. Ivanzan. Right. The uh, the the surgeon who may or may not have actually had a medical license who had a death sentence in 12 systems because of doing botched ass surgeries on people. Right. Now, uh, we had many people, many, I mean, many people uh, comment on that video on TikTok, the video of that clip of us talking about Dr. Vazan, talking about that on TikTok uh, and pointing out that Dr. Vazan is the one who created the decraniated. The what? Exactly. The decraniated. <laughs> and I'm like, what the fuck is a decraniated? So, um, my Ooh. dumbass Googled it. Ah. Uh. This is, this is, this is canon Star Wars. The decraniated. I'm just gonna, you know what? I'm going to read a quote to you from Wikipedia. Okay. This is a quote from another character writing about the decraniated. Okay. You with me? I'm, I'm, I'm listening. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm waiting with bated breath. Ivazan's work is nothing short of a nightmare. His decraniation process strips a subject of all free will, turning them into living droids, carrying out the whims of their owners. It is a crime far worse than slavery, for at least slaves can be freed. The only freedom that awaits the decraniated is the release of death. Holy shit. Okay, so... Let me see if I can get this picture to you so you can see what we're talking about. You have seen The Decraniated before because you have watched Solo. 
Oh. That's a decraniated. Right. So, they are the servants that you see walking around on uh, Dryden Voss's ship. Mm. Yeah, because Ivazan created the decraniated for Dryden Voss. Uh, I don't know why why Dryden Voss wanted these servants, but basically basically what Ivazan does. I mean, thumbnail sketch. He kidnaps people off the fucking street, does some crazy fucked up cybernetic head surgery to them that literally removes the top of their skull and replaces it with droid brain. So now they are completely dehumanized, completely removed of all, you know, potential human thought and function and individuality, and they exist only to serve. They are droids with warm, fleshy bodies. That's not horrifying at all, or possibly rife with abuse. Yeah, that's... Wow. You know, the deeper you get into Star Wars, the more fucked up it seems, you know? Yeah, and the thing is, though, like, this is... This is super fucked up, and this isn't even just... Because most of the really super fucked up stuff we find about Star Wars is something that gets pulled from, like, the weird 90s backlog of the comics or some shit, you know? No, this is current. Which, by the way, we're going to talk about that, too, in these episodes. Oh, fuck. Oh, wow. But, but, uh, you know, this reminds me of... uh, Do you remember the... We've talked about this before, and you're going to disappoint me, but I'm going to try again. Have you seen Black (laughs) Black Hole yet? What's Black Hole? The sci-fi movie. It's on Disney Plus, by the way. Um, we've talked about my relationship with a Disney Plus account. Yeah, and we've talked about how like the Black Hole is kind of one of my favorite sci-fi movies of all time. You really should watch it. Well, if you will get the Divas Podcast Network its own official Disney Plus account, then I will watch the fucking Black Hole. In fact, that can be one of the first, if you must, watch-along thingies that we do for our Patreon. <gasps> Oh no, did I say that out loud? But no, really, we could totally do that, since now you're making a fucking gay stink about it. You know what, um, for those of y- y'all listening with taste, uh, you know in the black hole, <laughs> they had they had people that were turned Is this based- not a porn? Uh, there is a porn called the black hole, but it's not <laughs> the same thing. Is uh, it in any way related? Is it a spoof? There really should be a spoof. There really there should, should be. be. There um, should be a porn spoof of everything. Come I agree. On. But yeah, no, they had they had human robots in that one too, much the same way. Um, so that's kind of interesting. Um, that I feel they, like that's probably a pretty solid sci-fi theme. Is oh yeah, um, delving into the horror that is being dehumanized, literally dehumanized and replaced. Yeah, in, there, inside your own skull with a robot. Yeah, wasn't there a Neil Stevenson book too that had that kind of shit and was insane? Almost certainly. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, they, his books bleed together for me though. Um, uh, yeah, except for the Cryptonomicon, that one didn't get a chance to because I couldn't fucking get I, through. I, I couldn't fucking finish that shit. I'm sorry. I'm not that smart, y'all. I'm sorry. 5,000 page book that like hops through time. No, thank you. <laughs> I kept a copy around for self defense because I figured I could kill a man with it. <laughs> kill a man with it. Yeah. That's why I keep my uh, uh, older D&D books. Yeah. That's why I have a complete works of William Shakespeare. <laughs> it's just right. It's right here near my desk. Yeah. In case I am attacked here. So that's, anyway. anyway, that's interesting about Star Wars that, that they have that shit in there too. Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so you had a thing. That's the decraniated. Thank you for everybody who brought the decraniated to my attention. Um, continuing the theme of our listeners horrifying me with stuff. So love you guys. That's really actually awesome. <laughs> Chris, do you have something? Uh, yeah, again, y'all, I really appreciate all the awesome uh, reviews that we've been getting. Um, uh-huh. And uh, I've been pre- emotionally preparing Stephanie for this moment because, uh, you know, she's she's learning how to accept uh, compliments. 
I'm working on it. That means that you let me go at my pace and you let, you don't, you don't rush me or traumatize me. Go ahead. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. I'm fine. Okay. Do you want me to read these reviews or no? I do. I do. I want to hear the reviews. I need to hear them. Go. Okay. Um, now, uh, uh, I have to, I, I know we've gotten a lot more than this, y'all, but, um, there's a kind of an issue right now with IT, with Apple Podcasts loading this shit. So I did, right. I'm only going to be able to read the ones I caught, uh, earlier this week. I know I'm missing a bunch. I promise we'll talk about them next episode just because, uh, yeah, just because we can't, I, we got so many reviews. I really can't read them all. So I'm just going to do two <laughs> this time. Okay. Uh, but again, I, uh, Stephanie, I really appreciate all the positive feedback we get all the time uh, on our podcast. Poor Stephanie has to deal with our social media <laughs> accounts, and she gets <laughs> and she's currently dying, and uh, she gets all the negativities all the time. And so, I'm going to interrupt you real quick and explain to the audience why you might be hearing me dying briefly oh, every yeah. now and then on mic. Um, so. Previously, I've discussed the arboreal bukkake of cedar <laughs> that is in Texas. Cedar has left the building, and like a shift change at the Swingers Club, there is a new bukkake just swinging all over the place, and it is oak. Oak is having record highs right now. It is visible. It is it is actually in like weird powdery brown oh, I and that. green drifts <clears throat> all over the place. Like you can't walk anywhere without stepping in it. So yeah, just like a swingers club. And um <laughs> I've so never, that's why I've never I've never been to one. Can you believe it? I think I think it's a the equivalent on your end of the spectrum is a bathhouse. Are you implying I've been to a bathhouse before? I don't think I need to imply it. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I picked you pick, picked you up from one before. Okay, yeah, just um. saying. <laughs> Those times when you're a little wobbly when I picked you up, you yeah. know, I was leaking. Um, anyway, so uh, <laughs> yeah, so Stephanie God. is uh, currently being murdered by Oak. Oak uh, I'm a, I'm gonna do the best I can. Sorry to yeah. get all of the the sniffles and the grossness out of the audio, but anyway, that's why Chris commented on my dying. Go on, Chris. You were talking. Okay, so uh, user I Jater or I Hater. I'm not sure if the gel, the J, the gel, the J is supposed to be su- uh, pronounced that way or not. Mm-hmm. But anyway, they wrote filth. It is oh. <laughs> it is pure chaos. The hosts have absolutely filthy minds and can't go five seconds without making an inappropriate joke or swooning over a Star Wars character. I cannot reiterate just how vile this podcast is. It is my favorite He's... Star Wars podcast. <laughs> Didn't... <laughs> I would like to be able to claim some kind of moral high ground and be like, no, that is not true. But I did just say Bukaki multiple times. So... <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> oh, it's amazing. Go on. Is there another one? Yeah, you um, to uh, share with me. Yeah, I, I don't. Um, I'm trying to figure out which one. There's so many. Are I'm you sorry. Okay? Yes. Okay. No. I'm just. I'm just I'm, pick I'm, one. Throw a dart. I'm emotionally all over the place right now. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. uh, Ox Ox ZB nine nine seven. I am so sorry if I slaughtered your username. I I'm dyslexic. Um, mm-hmm. uh, they wrote can't get enough. This is probably the best show I've ever experienced. Stephanie and Chris are so fun and serious and silly and smutty all, all at all times. <laughs> I'm thinking people are picking up on our brand. Uh, <laughs> so informative. We contain multitudes. So informative and so lovely that I really feel like I'm just chatting with friends. 
As oh. we watch my favorite show together, been listening since the Citadel and nearly caught up now. Every episode is worth oh, its wow. data and laughter. Love you guys so much. Thank you for making Star Wars fun again. Oh, no, thank you. I mean, I, I've said before that uh, we would be doing this even if none of you were listening, but it sure is nice to know that we're not just cackling into the void here. Well, we, we so, are, but, you know. <laughs> but no, people are listening. Yeah, our, I, our cackles are reaching ears. Yeah, I'm just, I'm, you know, I'm I'm happy that people are getting that this is a comedy show as yeah. well as an informational show. Show. I just, you know, I love that people uh, have all, all kinds of serious discussions about Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Uh, for, that's not for me. I am a, I am, I am here to make people laugh and make people go, oh, that's interesting. That's it. Yeah. Because Star Wars, at the end of the day, yes, there's, there's really intense themes like found family and, and politics and, you know, the, the slippery slope of, of morals and, uh, in wartime and blah, 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 blah. But like, yeah. it's also stupid. <laughs> okay. It's also really silly, and and it doesn't. Star Wars doesn't take itself that seriously. Well, most of the time. It. <laughs> but speaking of which, let's. Uh, we're talking about some real hot girl shit. Yeah. Uh, let's talk. Let's get into the episodes. The reason we're here. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'm ready. So what we're doing on this podcast is we are watching through the entire Star Wars visual story in chronological order, which means we started with The Phantom Menace. And today, <laughs> this glorious day, we find ourselves about uh, two thirds of the way through season five of Clone Wars. And we are getting into the mall of it all today. Mm. And I mm. just, oh my God. Okay. Mm. So. The episodes, again, chronological order, because particularly with Clone Wars, sometimes things are aired out of order what? of the timeline. I just, <clears throat> we'll get into it. We have bitched about Ooh. this a lot, and I think... It was it was so much worse in previous seasons. I, I, I think this is the worst, actually. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, we'll get into that. Yeah. So, that today, per the official StarWars.com chronological order, we are talking about Season 5, Episode 1, Revival... And season five, episode fourteen, Eminence. <laughs> what? Yeah, we're yeah. skipping from one to thirteen. <clears throat> fourteen, baby. Or fourteen. 14. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Would you like to just go ahead and pull out your soapbox about the the airing order now, or do you do you have a point you would like to discuss that? I think we discuss that between episodes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. We'll get there. Yeah. So. Getting into the episodes, we start with Season 5, Episode 1, Revival. The Jedi fortune cookie at the top of the episode is Strength in Character Can Defeat Strength in Numbers. Uh, well, I know who we're not talking about. <laughs> we're not talking <laughs> think... about Adigalia. Oh, nope. oh, oh. <laughs> well, see, the numbers were even that time. She had to die so Obi-Wan could, we'll get into it. Okay. <laughs> spoiler alert. Oh my god, spoiler, oh, no. spoiler. Oh no. Okay, do you have the announcer? Absolutely. And again, I'm gonna because we're talking about Maul and Savage Opress, I'm gonna mm. slightly exaggerate. <laughs> <laughs> you do your thing, baby. I live for it. <clears throat> Sexy death and destruction. Darth Maul's Savage Opress spread chaos as they descend on the Outer Rim. Please descend on me. After, <laughs> after, after rescuing his brother from despair, Savage and Maul murder and pillage at every turn. Fueled by rage and vengeance, they search for meaning in their new alliance as reports of their brutal attacks spread across the galaxy. Ba, 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 ba. Is that not like the hottest intro ever? 
It's a really good one. I mean, yeah. Yeah. So, but let's talk about uh, the prologue, the actual footage that we saw in the prologue. Yeah. Right? Uh, for one thing, how can you make me take death and destruction seriously while you're saying that over a shot of the turtle ship? Right? I love the turtle ship. Did you see how when it's flying, it's the thrusters are apparently in the bottom of its little feetsies, so it has to point its little feetsies behind it <laughs> to propel itself forward? But you know, That's the cutest thing. But they must have, I mean, <laughs> last we left them, this turtle ship was like basically not functional. Uh, yeah, they must have gotten it fixed a little bit, but then they totally ditch it. We don't see it again after the prologue. True. But yeah, it's a super adorable ship. And then, of course, you have all these scenes with like Maul and Savage breathing heavy, uh, standing right next oh. to each other, holding lightsabers, <laughs> looking so hot and sexy. Mm. Okay, mm. okay, mm. okay. I just, I have to say, preface on both of these episodes. I 10 out of 10 recommend watching these episodes with headphones. <laughs> Because there's a lot of snarling and growling and panting and heavy breathing and just it goes right right into your ears. It's good stuff. It's good. It's good stuff. I love it. Also, uh, in the prologue, while uh, the Tom Kane is doing the whole intro bit there, uh, we do see Maul and Savage killing two Jedi. Mm -hmm. So, which was hot. Um, (laughs) But these these two Jedi, uh, I do have information on them. Oh, a little bit, a little bit of information. Uh, the there's a Nikto and a Twilik. Twi, Twilik, 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 I like that. Twilik. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So a Nikto and a Twilik. Um, the Nikto does not have a name, but he is basically he, they used the same character model as Jedi Master I'm a Gundai uh, <laughs> for him. So he will never die. He, he, he will live he in our thoughts. On. Forever. Well, he lives on to keep getting murdered. So, <laughs> uh, at least the name lives on. Um, the Twee, Twi, Twirl, Lick female, uh, is named Finn Erte. Mm-hmm. And that's all the information I have on her. Cause she dead now. <laughs> okay. Yeah. But this, I just want to share. She's a little trivia. Okay. Um, so, uh, we open up the episode and, uh, where, where are we? Well, we're on another Star Tours space station. Cause, is it from Star Tours? Okay, I suspected. Yeah, because you gave me shit about that not recognizing that last time, and of course I went on, <laughs> I went on Star Tours multiple times. I'm like, there's that fucking space station. So now, <laughs> so now we have a space station. Um, we have uh, police droid guards. We've actually uh, seen them before on Coruscant, but they're painted differently. Oh, okay. Yeah, that no, I didn't recognize. And them. also, they got slight character model upgrades because we haven't seen these droids since uh, season three. So yeah, since uh, the <clears throat> Duchess of Mandalore stuff, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. So okay. uh, yeah, so you know, I, I was like, oh my god, new droids? No, they're not new. They're droid guards. We've seen them before. Okay, and they're fucking <laughs> dumb as shit. Apparently, apparently, yeah. The, they didn't get a brain <clears throat> upgrade, just a model upgrade. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so they're uh, they're uh, <laughs> they're wandering around the space station, guarding it, doing their their uh, real hot girl shit, and all of a sudden. <laughs> All of a sudden, Savage and Maul just roll in and murder them. Yeah. All, all of them. And look, there's not a lot of dialogue here. Like, they're not really talking to each other. They're just sort of moving like a well-oiled murder machine through mm-hmm. this place. But Savage, guys, guys, <laughs> Savage Oprez, with the voice of my boyfriend, Clancy Brown, um, 
is just growling his way. It's in my notes, all caps. Um, Savage growl, send help. It's, it's really, it's a lot. It's a lot. Uh, and he's also just knocking shit over to knock shit over. Mm-hmm. Just, just being destructive for the fuck of it, right? He can knock me over. I, yeah. <laughs> Please. Especially if you're going to growl like that. Good. Mm. I know. God. It's, uh, I also recommend the headphones. <laughs> Holy shit. Anyway, why are they here on this so, random ass so, space station? So, Savage mentions, brother, we are, we're looking for, we're going to find so much cash on this ship. And, yeah. and Maul is moody as he is wont to be. And he's just like, because he's a moody bitch. He's a moody bitch. And he's like, money's not enough. We need a vision, blah, blah, blah. And, mm-hmm. you know, Savage starts to get kind of uppity. And they suddenly bust out the rule of two, which, by the way, we haven't talked about very much in the Clone Wars. It's like, one of those plot devices that like is made a big deal in the moment, and then we don't hear about it for a whole fucking year, and, right? You know. So in this moment, where where yeah, they're totally it becomes a dominance competition between the two of them. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. <laughs> Here's the thing: is I didn't read Savage as being uppity here. I read Savage as like, "Yay, my brother and I are robbing banks. I love money. I'm gonna buy." Horn wax. I don't know. My fucking money. <laughs> I, I, what does he do with it? He's gonna hookers and beer. Anyway. That's what I um, Yeah. But yeah. Well, anyway, Savage is like, yay, money. And Maul's like, I don't, I am too obsessed with Kenobi to like money. So right. we're going to refocus here and we're going to follow my vision. My, I'm the boss here. And Savage says, Brother, let us share our strength. There is no need for dominance between us. Oh, and that's when oh, Maul, oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. that's when Maul's like, um, actually, but Maul literally says, "Always two there are, my brother, a master and an apprentice." Okay, and 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 Maul, for, uh, let me check you, Queen. You are neither right now. Well, you're neither. But also, why are you quoting Yoda, Maul? Yeah, <laughs> because that's exactly what Yoda said. But it's problematic. I feel. Uh, to have, which is, it's cool. I love a good line callback. Absolutely. Always two. There are a master and an apprentice. Good job. <laughs> but Darth Maul has never encountered Yoda. Right. He didn't hear him say that. And so it's, it's one thing to have the lines echo. Love that. But to have a character who has never encountered the Yoda phraseology echo a line in the Yoda phraseology. Well, you know, always two there are instead of there are always two. Yeah, so, but this is also a, a setup for what's going to happen at the very end of this arc. Okay. Um, which, you know, we'll talk about next week, but like, uh, you know, that's why the rule of two is getting meant, rule of two is getting mentioned. I agree with you though. The exact, like, using the exact syntax of Yoda is really weird. You'd think that there, yeah. there would be like a Sith equivalent of that, you know. Mm-hmm. There are only two. This galaxy is only big enough for two bitches, <laughs> right? Like there, that doesn't. I don't think that Yoda was quoting directly from the Sith Code or the Sith Rule of Two on that one. So, like, why does anyway? <sighs> Moving on from that particular moment of nitpicking. Uh, so yeah, Maul is like uh, master and apprentice, and you are the apprentice. Oh, uh, yeah. And Savage is like, okay, well, lightsaber to you, right, motherfucker. And look, okay, every line that Maul says is my favorite line in these episodes. It's incredible, isn't it? He's ridiculous because he's so calm 
He's so chill when he speaks. And so well, when his brother has now drawn a lightsaber, ignited it, and has assumed an aggressive stance, he's just like... So, it is time for a lesson. That was one of my lines. <laughs> uh, I love it. <laughs> um, and then, you know, they do their... It's a really quick fight, though. Uh, yeah. Uh, Savage and Maul fight. Maul wins, obviously. And Savage is all, Brother, you have grown so powerful. <laughs> now, dear Disney Plus, <laughs> I really need a repeat feature... Just a loop, like a, a loop back ten seconds. Yeah, like you know, just another call back to Itchy. You know, where like he's on the VR machine and he's repeating. I, I find you adorable. adorable. I, find I find you adorable. adorable. <laughs> yeah, I, I needed that for this scene. Like, nice. it was really inconvenient to have to like. That was really go back fifteen really nice. seconds and yeah. rewatch it over and over again. Which yeah, is what I did. We, there was one thing that I found really interesting in this scene. Maul on his um, on his magical fucking. Uh, night sister chicken legs that he's got <laughs> is actually taller than Savage right now. Yeah, that that is interesting. Yeah, and, and he did literally stomp on Savage's face with yeah. his metal feetsies. Yeah. So that was nice. That was hot. Anyway, <laughs> uh, so we settled that. Uh, Savage, who I don't know, Savage always did strike me as a sub, like a really aggressive sub. Yeah, but he's a sub. Yeah, he just I agree. really wants to be topped. I know. So yeah, bad. I agree. I'm, and like, I am fine with uh-huh. this arrangement. Yeah, me too. I'm down. <laughs> okay, okay. So anyway. anyway, let's move on. Hey, some Jedi arrive. Yeah, so uh, Anakin, Obi-Wan, and um, what's her fuck? Uh, Adi Gaia. Why do you think Anakin is there? He's I thought, not. I have in my notes Anakin was there, but he was He's not, not there. It's just Obi-Wan and, and Adi Gaia. So why are they together? I don't know. So Anakin's not there? <laughs> Anakin's busy doing other war shit somewhere. I don't know. Okay. But do I mean I I don't recall seeing Obi Wan and Adi hanging out that much. Well, I mean you know Jedi get assigned to stuff, mm-hmm. so they get a, they get assigned to this. Look, the reason Adi Gallia is there is because one of these Jedi has to fucking die in the course of this, and it's not going to be one of our main three. Right. It's not going to be Obi Wan, Anakin, or Ahsoka. So. And it needs to be somebody who we already know, having seen them before. So it needs to not be a Jedi that's new, mm-hmm. because then we have no connection to them. It's got to be someone we've seen before, and who we know is also frightfully competent. So it's not like they die because they're an idiot. You know? All right. Yeah, I was just going to call that out. I'm just like, okay, we just have... Uh, Adi is clearly here for plot reasons, and that's yes. it. Yes, yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, mm-hmm. she's she's just here because the plot needs an extra body. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, Adi. By the way, real quick, uh, just to acknowledge it, <laughs> Adi Gallia is voiced by the lovely and talented Angelique Perrin, who does an amazing job with Adi Gallia's voice. I love it. Oh, I I, I love Adi, Adi Gallia, but I mean, yeah. come on. I really feel like she got done dirty in these episodes, but what do you I, that, that, that's, that's exactly where I'm going with this, is like, uh, she's like this, like, I remember, I just remember her in other episodes being much cooler than these episodes. Yeah, she got a little punked, but ultimately, if it had to be, um, if, if if somebody had to go down, if the plot needed some blood sacrifice, I'm glad it was her and not Obi-Wan, so. Yeah, that, well, I mean, it, could, it couldn't be Obi-Wan, right? I love him. Break the, break the continuity. 
so Even though we're much. talking about episode one, season five, and then we're talking about episode 14. And anyway. Okay, okay, anyway, okay. We'll talk about so that. So they, they're like, hey, there's a distress signal coming from this space station that is orbiting over Cyblock in the Meridian section right. sector. And that is all we will or need to know about the location of this place. Right. There we go. Yeah. And so they, they go inside. Yeah. Yeah. They get to the station and they're greeted by a Snivian. Is that the right? That's a Snivian. Yeah. 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 Now, can I tell you something real quick about this Snivian? Okay. I'm waiting. Okay. I've been waiting for this. He is, his character is known as the warehouse supervisor. Did you recognize his voice? Yes. But don't ask me what you're going to ask me. Do you know who that is? No, I don't know who that fucking is, Stephanie. I never know who the fuck. Oh, it's Jim Cummings. It's Jim Cummings. It's not one of the big two <laughs> that it usually I hate is. Hate you so much. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So this is a male Snivian, and he's described in the script only as having a slight build and a frontier twang. But you hand that to Jim Cummings, and he creates this like fantastic character moment. With this warehouse supervisor guy, mm-hmm. where he's like, did some Jedi go rogue? I'm going to need you guys to ignite your fucking lightsabers right now because I don't trust anybody who's got a red saber. Right. Because that's what they had. It's awesome. But did you notice what he's wearing? No. He is wearing a blue jumpsuit with silver boots. <laughs> this is a design that was... I. The, the, the makers of Clone Wars are such f- magnificent nerds. This outfit design is lifted from a vintage 1970s Kenner action figure set. What? That was a Sears exclusive. So it's not just a vintage from the 1970s. It was only sold in Sears stores. And people were like, Sears, aren't they all closed? Well, back in the day, Sears was actually a really big deal. And, yeah, <laughs> it, it was the store. Yeah, uh, and so yeah, they, they had a cantina playset, and there was one particular figure that was we now know them as Snivians. At the time, it was referred to as a Snaggletooth, <laughs> uh, who was wearing this blue jumpsuit and silver boots. So that is why he is dressed the way he is dressed. Y'all, Clone Wars animators are some fucking nerds, and I love it. I love it. I love it. <laughs> So yeah. anyway, that's that's our that's our warehouse. We're not even out of the warehouse yet. Okay, go on. Yeah. So anyway, so Obi Wan is like, where did they go? And the the Snivian guy says, well, one of the few droids who survived uh, said that uh, her overheard that the brothers were going to the Surtar sector. Mm-hmm. And what's in the Surtar sector, Stephanie? Florum. Florum. Hmm. <laughs> Who's on Florum, Chris? Poor Florum. How many times is Florum <laughs> gonna get a visit from crazy uh, fucking people? Like this has been I the know. this has been beating the shit out of Florum season. But the thing is, because this air this episode was aired out of order, this episode was was aired at the beginning of the season, right? Oh my god! Because they wanted to remind the audience that Maul and Savage were a thing because we just ended season four on them. Uh, and they couldn't just jump straight into the Jedi are totally funding and and training terrorists arc. They wanted to remind everybody that these guys still exist, these Dathomir boys. Uh, so they put this at the beginning of the season. But we're going to see in a little bit some shit has gone down in this episode. We see the results of some shit that went down in the intervening episodes. So, but it was totally out of order. Like, it, it doesn't, I, I get why they did it. I just don't think it was a great call. For the continuity, but you know what? I wasn't there. It wasn't my job. I'm not in charge of of Clone Wars. 
All right, so I, I I can't wait anymore. I've I've okay. I, I, just, I just can't. Um, yeah. So some quick background on this: uh, A War on Two Fronts was originally going to be the premiere of season five, right? Oh, okay. Which one was that again? Uh, <laughs> uh I'm gonna. <clears throat> um. Oh yeah. Uh, Sagara. Yeah, no, that's that's yeah. the one with yeah, where we go to Onderon and meet the the Stila siblings. Stila right. siblings. Guerrera siblings. Guerrera Stila's siblings. just the good one. Oh, <laughs> uh, rest in peace. Anyway, so Saw's um, fine too. Saw's fine too. Yeah. So Dur, uh, I had because it pissed me off so often, uh, so much because I found an interview with Filoni where he's like, yeah. So George Lucas and I kind of decided that revival would be a better. Uh, premiere episode but we didn't have enough time to change the story to make it like make so that the episodes would would uh, fit chronologically better so that i'm like then why do it right <laughs> why do why? it um there were suggestions by a lot of people i found some really old threads uh, back in um july of 2012 because there was a lot of surprise at san diego comic-con that revival was the episode that was going to be uh, premiered because mm-hmm. in um, in the the Star Wars magazine, which was a big deal at the time, it did have the episode listing, and A War of Two Fronts was the episode listed as the premiere oh, wow. episode. So this shit was last last minute. I mean, yeah, I mean, so uh, there was a lot of people suggesting that due to the uh, seriousness of the episode of War of Two Fronts, that uh, Cartoon Network had an issue. Oh, with yeah. uh, with that being the premiere episode, they wanted something a little bit more family friendly than before, and they also were like, "Not the droid episodes," <laughs> 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 which I'm like, "Yeah," because then you would lose your entire yeah. fucking audience. <laughs> yeah, nobody would come back after that. <laughs> so there were actually, uh, I do want to acknowledge this. Um, uh, there were some Star Wars fans that openly posted and felt like they had to wonder. If part of the reason why a war on two fronts was pushed pushed back was because there were uh, characters in the episode of a certain skin tone mm-hmm. and the subject matter related to the Afghanistan war, which we talked about. And mm-hmm. I thought that was an interesting and a provocative um, uh, point because we've talked about before how few uh, how few uh, characters there were of color in, 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 right. in Star Wars in general when it comes to the humans. Um, mm-hmm. And then also, uh, there were a, a lot of interviews from from uh, animators that uh, accused Cartoon Network of being ins- uh, insensitive to uh, racial concerns. Um, and it's not just on Clone Wars. This actually uh, has been a reoccurring theme with Cartoon Network, especially with the Adult Swim aspect of mm. of, of Cartoon Network for a really, really long time. And so mm. I'm just putting that I'm just putting that out there because I feel. Like, you know, Star Wars is still having issues with diversity. Yeah. It's starting to get better, but we're a long way off from getting better. There's some growing pains with it, too, because now they're, they're going against the, the, uh, the current of a loud, toxic sector, sector of the fan base that has been so comfortable having their Star Wars be very Caucasian. Yeah. And so I am, I am really deeply disappointed that they decided to do this. I do. I, I my only issue with this arc is the is the decision to air this particular episode up front. I get that Maul and Savage are popular. We love Hondo. Mm-hmm. Obi Wan Hondo and the brothers together makes makes magic. But 
there is a fuck like you have character Adi Gallia. Uh, spoiler alert: Adi dies. We 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 mentioned that. Yeah, yeah. She, we, yes. She's in episodes later. Uh, we we when we see Hondo's uh, headquarters, it is destroyed. It is gone. We don't know why that happened when we see this right. episode. It and it's so frustrating that they make these kinds of concessions. Um, um, and I I have to ultimately believe that's one of the reasons why the relationship between Lucasfilm and Cartoon Network started to fall apart. Cause, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like this, this would be this would be part of it because I feel like putting this episode one, uh, this episode which should be episode thirteen, bumping it over to episode one, um, is the best bad decision they could make. You know, yeah, like they didn't have a good option here uh, because they had to concede to what the network wanted to do. Yeah, so that's that's what that sounds like. So that sucks. Yeah. Anyway. But we've moved on, and that's good. I mean, so. I love these episodes. Don't get me wrong, but like, oh yeah. Uh, but you know, but at this point, I wasn't watching Clone Wars when they were coming out on TV. I didn't watch right. Clone Wars again until everything was uh, well. Uh, season five was done, and the last episodes were just starting to come out on Netflix. So that's when I that's when I caught up and watched every the rest of Clone Wars. Mm-hmm. Uh, but man, this would have pissed me off if I was watching it on TV. Yeah, it would have been really confusing. Yeah. But then you just kind of go with it. Uh, I think you, you sort of fall into a stupor once you hit the droid episodes and you forget. <laughs> it wipes the memory. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. Anyway, that's my it's rant. Like, it's like Vogon poetry. Just, Vogon poetry. <laughs> fall into a, <laughs> into a trance. Okay, okay, okay. So um, we get the lead that they're going to be at Florum. So uh, immediately cut to Florum. Yeah, so the, the brothers arrived at the Florum, and suddenly there are UFO ships. <laughs> well, but we see it from the other perspective. We yeah. are looking at it from the Weequay pirates in their fucking flying saucer. Uh, and the captain of that ship is like, oh, a conveniently stranded ship. Let's go plunder it. And it's a, and like, and it's a turtle ship, so it's a freighter. So it has all kinds of stuff in it, probably. I don't think it was the turtle ship, though. I thought it was. It was a different freighter. Oh my god! They, a people, freighter that they stole. Can't you guys pick a ship and just stick with it? Because we're going to see this ship later when they have to leave the planet, right. and it's got like that weird escape pod and everything. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, and, yeah, and yeah, it's yeah. not the turtle ship. Yeah. Anyway, so um, the captain of this ship, real quick, is named Jiro, <laughs> and he is voiced by Matt Lanter, mm-hmm. aka Anakin Skywalker. Mm-hmm. So there you go. That's that. He's getting work. Um, Good for him. Well, he's in the studio anyway because he's recording other stuff. So might as well. And his character <laughs> model does show up at the end of the episode. So. Right. Uh, anyway, so yeah, the pirates board the conveniently stranded ship and they're like, hey, I don't see these life signs that we scanned. And then there's the life signs, you jackasses. <laughs> Oops, they're Sith and they're terrifying. Yeah, they're fucking horrible. <laughs> but rather than just uh do a savage and uh abruptly murdelate everybody who just came onto the ship, oh no, because we're following Maul's vision. Right. And Maul's vision apparently is poaching pirates straight out from under Hondo Onaka. Maul is an idiot sometimes. I am sorry. <laughs> but yeah, uh the pirates accuse Maul of being Jedi, and Maul gets pissed off because how fucking dare you? We are not Jedi. We are lords. Crime lords. He does the Dr. Yeah. Evil finger thing, almost. <laughs> Basically, yeah. He's like, we are lords. Of crime. Crime lords. Uh, and I I like to think that Savage is sitting there going, we're what now? <laughs> I'm like, I'm, I ain't no fucking lord. 
uh, I thought that sentence was going to end differently. I thought you were going to say Lords of the Sith, or perhaps Lords of the Dance, or something. But no, <laughs> we are crime lords now. And Savage is just like, okay, I guess I'm going with that because you know he's not being told anything. Nope. Maul doesn't. Maul. Maul doesn't tell anybody his actual plan. Maul's not what we call a communicator. No, he's not a very good communicator at all. <laughs> and yet he communicates so well. I know. Mm. To, anyway. my loins. Okay, to my loins. Okay, so, <laughs> so basically, uh, Maul and Savage, Maul calls Hondo and is like, these guys all work for me now. Yeah. Uh, because he called, they gather, get, get, I'll come in again. They gather together a couple more ships to get, get some more captains who might be amenable to like turning traitor on Hondo. And one of those captains is like, eh, we'll have to see what Hondo says. And that guy is, uh, being voiced by Tom Kane, by the way. Right. And, uh, so they call, <laughs> they call Hondo, uh, and tell Hondo what's up. And Hondo says, traitors, scum. I'm so proud, but so betrayed. <laughs> I love that. I love him. Uh, but then Maul, to let, uh, to let Hondo know that he's serious about all this, Maul just straight up murders the one pirate captain who was on the fence. Yep. So. Yeah. But then, you know, here's the thing. Maul doesn't know Hondo, I'm assuming. Right. So he doesn't know that Hondo has already, for example, gone toe to toe with Anakin. Right. Because <laughs> Hondo says, You are not the first laser sword wielding maniac I've had to deal with. And Maul blinks. And, and He's like, that, oh, shit. by the way, uh, that is Anakin uh, Skywalker he's talking about. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, but speaking of laser sword wielding maniacs, Obi-Wan and Adigalia arrive. What timing? <laughs> I know. So uh, Obi-Wan calls Hondo. Yep. <laughs> and Hondo's like, what the f- what is- This is not how I wanted my day to turn out. <laughs> <laughs> Hondo's like, what the actual fuck? He, like, blames Obi-Wan for everything. I don't like, blame- you- I, exa- I would- Yeah. That's my reaction, Correct. too. Yes. Uh, basically, Obi-Wan is, like, the representative of everything the Republic has done. He's like, you lost this system, so Grievous came in and fucked up my whole place. And so, again, the episodes are out of order. Yeah, and because and, Grievous doesn't come in and fuck it up until later. Yeah, people are like, "Who? What? What happened? Exactly. Huh? What God. happened? Why didn't we get to see that? You will just in another episode that's going to air later. Yeah, in seven um, weeks. But <laughs> real quick, so Hondo's base is wrecked. Right. It has been thoroughly wrecked by you know the previous incursion with Grievous and the and the whole Separatist droid thing. And um, there's a new sign over Hondo's base. <laughs> oh no. And the sign says, Hondo Onaka Salvage slashed rates. <laughs> like he's having, a, he's having a fucking rummage sale. <laughs> well, I mean, you got to make some money somehow, right? So basically he rebranded his disaster as a business. Now it's just a salvage operation. I love like, that. Come and pick through it. It's like apple picking. You know, you show up, get a basket, fill your basket up as much as you can for a flat rate. That's it. essentially what I imagine his business model is. <laughs> oh my gosh, Hondo. Yeah, so yeah. Hondo is complaining to Obi-Wan. He's like, who the hell are these horny-headed maniacs? <laughs> <laughs> Did you send me Jedis with horns? Because I don't like Jedis with horns. And Obi-Wan's like, oh my god, they're not Jedi, they're Sith. And real quick, this is the second time Obi-Wan has told a random person that they are Sith. Right. Remember before we were talking about like how does Hondo know that there are that that Dooku is a Sith Lord, 
And uh, I had multiple people point out to me online that, uh, A, Dooku told him. but yeah but there is also a lot of debate about like do everyday common people know what the fuck a sith is and everyday common people wouldn't because they've been you know extinct for a thousand years here we have two people now that obi-wan says oh my god they're sith too because he told the warehouse warehouse supervisor guy too and they didn't blink they were just like oh sith okay so they fucking know what sith are yeah so just say, I'm throwing that out there. We have, we can tell now from context, the concept of Sith is known in the galaxy by common folk. Uh, and, and to put this in D&D terms, if you have uh, knowledge history <laughs> as a skill that you know. It doesn't about, even need to be trained. It's a high intelligence modifier. Yeah. Then you know something about history. Then you know about the Sith Empire, blah, blah, blah. And it's, but the thing is, is these people are not surprised to have encountered Sith. They're not like, oh my god, the Sith, they've been extinct for a thousand years. No, that's not, they're like, oh, Sith, cool. All right, let's move on. But that's because they're not obnoxious, stuck up Jedi. That, Who don't need to, they don't need to exposition dump every time that, they make their knowledge. Trip. Right. That, well, they don't <laughs> exist in a state of hubris. They, they're in the outer rim. They're like, we've seen some shit. Oh, there's Sith now. Of course. Okay, there sure. Is. Why not? Yeah. 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 Okay. No, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Hondo's like, what the fuck? And Obi-Wan's like, okay, so it's a Sith situation. And so they do a team up. Yeah. yeah. Uh, much against Obi-Wan's greater misgivings, he is now teaming up with Hondo to handle the situation. Oh, uh, I really hope Hondo shows up in the Obi-Wan show. Um, <laughs> yeah, me too. Right. Um, so the division of labor is Hondo will handle the pirates, the Jedi will handle the Sith. I think that's a very clear and fair division yeah in theory <laughs> i like it i i i mean i mean who i mean force user fights force user it makes sense to me yeah right exactly so um pirate attack the pirate base and you know they're flying in with their fucking flying saucers and pew 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 shooting up the whole base and every pirate is is fleeing the fire except for hondo i love him Hondo is just standing there calmly, staring up at the shots, because the accuracy on space vessels shooting at one person on the ground, not great. So he just stands there and watches them shoot the ground all around him. Yep. And look, this whole episode is one giant, like, ding on the competency boner counter, okay? Because Hondo is really good at what he does. <laughs> Over the course of the rest of this episode, he outpirates his pirates and re-demonstrates to them why he's their fucking boss. Exactly. But he's so cool and jovial about it. I love it. I love him. He's. I love. <laughs> love it when they're good at their job. Love it. Oh, Hondo. Anyway, yeah. So uh, while all that shit, and then and then the pirates break out into a gunfight, and it's a yes. back and forth. Um, eventually, Hondo does have to suggest that they fall back so they can reposition themselves into a, a better defensive position. But before that, the Jedi fly down. Uh, and yeah. Savage is like, oh shit, brother, the Jedi are here. And Maul is like, no, this is too soon. My plan isn't finished yet. And like, what plan? What plan? What plan are you talking about? Ugh, you mysterious, we have to remember, Maul still beast. hates Obi-Wan. So, you know, oh, yeah. some things, uh, uh, you can plan all you want. If you're the person you hate shows up and you're a Sith, you're going to attack him. He doesn't know who that is yet. Yeah. But he's about to find out. Yeah. Because uh, so, somebody can't help himself with talking shit. Just can't. <laughs> uh, so they jump up to go, uh, the Dathomir boys jump up to go confront these incoming Jedi. And whoa, it's Obi-Wan and uh, a random, to them, a random lady Jedi. Yeah. And Obi-Wan 
sees Maul, ignites his lightsaber and says, Throwing in with pirates now. Oh, how the mighty Sith have fallen. God damn it, Obi-Wan. <laughs> but what? Of course he was going to say something. How's he not going to say something? He has to. Anyway. <laughs> and, and but did you see? But did you see the look? I mean, Maul already looked pissed. Did you see the look on oh, yeah. Savage's face? Though it was—he was super no. angry. Oh well, that's just his face, though. I know. Mm. <laughs> sit on that face. But did I mean, you? What? I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's what the horns are handles. Okay, so oh, that would not feel good. Anyway, that's what. Okay, you know what? We move on. <laughs> did you notice the music during this really cool lightsaber fight between these four? Uh, no, I did not. But I mean, I'm sure it was great. Here's the thing. We don't, this is the first time I've noticed that they've added a choir to the, to the Clone Wars soundtrack. Oh. It's always been instrumental up to this point. Mm-hmm. Not a lot of vocals except for uh, throughout this episode, we've had that whole savage thing going on in the background mm-hmm. behind Maul and Savage. But now there's, there's this like swelling choral notes along with the orchestra. It is so Duel of the Fates. I love that. And it's so well coordinated with the fight choreography of this scene. Like all of the choral notes as they hit match the action. Like as, as the Jedi hit the ground, the chorus says some, sings a note. As the, the Sith hit the ground, the chorus sings a more disastrous, like sounding note. It's so cool. Like, I mean, go back and rewatch this fight if you want to. The music is I'm, fucking I'm awesome. I'm going to now. Yeah. Yes. Well, I'm going to. And I will point out in this fight. Aside from just Maul and Obi-Wan doing their thing, fighty, fighty, fighty like they do. Um, so, cause they split up. Maul goes after Obi-Wan, Savage goes after Adigalia, right? Mm-hmm. And so, did you notice the kicking of Savage's leg? Yes, I did. Like this is this is something that they do repeatedly throughout this entire fight sequ- sequence. I know. Savage gets kicked in his left leg because Adigalia does the first kick and Savage doesn't even blink. Mm-hmm. And she's a little stunned that that didn't work. I mean, the the, the thing is, is that well, Adi Adi was just not prepared for Savage. Uh, yeah, Savage no. was pure fury at this point mm-hmm. because hello, mm-hmm. Obi Wan pissed him off, and he's gigantic. And he's gigantic. He's a fucking monster. He's still not that skilled with a lightsaber, but you sometimes no. don't need a lot of skill if you're just gonna fucking go full full force hatred on somebody. Exactly. Yeah. And, like, she's trying, and she puts up a good fight, but he's just too fucking much. Uh, she definitely was not prepared no. for the way he did attack her in the end. Yeah. <sighs> because he he gets her thrown up against the bulkhead of, like, a, a crash ship. It doesn't matter. Uh, throws her up against it. She's sort of shocked for a second. And then he just lowers his head and charges her like a mad bull. Yeah. And gores her in the gut with his horns. What? Yeah. Uh. Okay. Huh. Hot on ju- hot on paper, brutally violent in real life, or yeah. like actually seen it, right? So yeah, and she's dead. Yeah, she's just fucking dead. So now it's Savage and and Maul teaming up on Obi Wan, which is, uh, you know, in a different context, is a really hot sentence. <laughs> But right now it's tragic. It's tragic it's, it we're, happens yeah, because it happens because Adigalia is dead. We're supposed to be sad. Yep, I'm sad. I'm very sad. Practicing <laughs> my sad face. Anyway, um, 
Obi-Wan uses the force to scoop up Adigalia's lightsaber. Mm-hmm. He spares a moment of sad face for her. Uh, but then he's got to fucking move because he has two Sith Lords, two very angry Sith Lords in his face right now. Yeah. And so he's, he breaks he away. To regroup. Yeah. He breaks away and regroups as well and meets up. And with- that's when Hondo is like, Hey, I suggest we retreat. And so Obi-Wan goes and retreats with Hondo yeah. back into their bunker. Yeah. So uh, they get into the bunker and Hondo's like, So what happened? Are they dead? What happened? And. <laughs> And Obi-Wan confesses that he, you know, he wasn't able to fight them off. And Hondo is shocked. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he tells him, he tells Hondo that, that Adigalia is dead. Yep. A Jedi just fucking died. Yeah. And, but, but how is Hondo shocked? Did you hear what he said to express how shocked he is? Yeah. He says, I am semi-speechless. <laughs> I'm like semi though. He's still going to talk. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. He's very self aware. <laughs> Hondo knows what's up. He knows he's not. He's never actually speechless. I love Come Hondo on now. so much. Anyway, um, yeah. So he's shocked that like Obi Wan looks like he may not be able to fight them off, and so right. Hondo has to recalculate his plans. Um, mm-hmm. And so I think I think at that moment that's probably probably the moment where Hondo's like, you know what? I'm gonna have to try to get my men back because in case Obi Wan fails, I'm gonna need a lot more muscle. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So at that point, Obi-Wan offers to draw the Sith Lord brothers away so that the pirates can go deal with the pirates. So the division of labor is still the same. Yeah. It's just that Obi-Wan's by himself now. And he has two li- but he has two lightsabers. So Hondo, yeah. Hondo at first sounds like he's protesting. He's like, leave you alone with the two crazies? Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I just love I love that part. <laughs> He's just the fucking best. True neutral all the way. Absolutely. Um so then we do get a fucking badass three-way fight. Well, two on one. Uh where it's just I can we acknowledge the badassery of Obi-Wan Kenobi, please? I acknowledge it was this was a cool fight. It was a very cool fight and he's like it's a struggle. He's not handling it with ease, but I mean, he's got age and treachery and experience on his side. He's using every trick in the book to be able to handle both of them. And Savage is mostly artless and Maul is just angry. Uh, So he's able to do that. And so he, I can only assume senses in the force that Savage was kicked in the leg earlier. Yeah. And his leg is weak because I counted, I went back and watched this and I counted. Obi-Wan looks at his leg, kicks him in it. And each time he kicks him in it, he kicks him in that leg a total of five times over the course of this fight. And each time Savage winces and grunts a little more because he's more and more and more hurt. Until finally, when Savage and Maul have Obi-Wan pinned against the bulkhead in this fucking badass shot with four lightsaber blades in it, all lighting up Obi-Wan's beautiful, super stressed out face. Um, (laughs) He glances down, he sees Savage's leg, gives him one final sixth kick to the knee, snaps his knee and throws him. Yeah, and, and in the process, cuts off Savage's arm. Um, did you notice how his uh, Savage's arm like turns into like that green green mist? Yeah, they don't bleed blood. No, these boys are not being held up and alive with blood. That he's bleeding Night Sister magic. I love that. I fucking oh, love that, that detail. Was- fucking cool also you don't bleed from a lightsaber wound but anyway yeah. did you notice because i looked because i'm awful um the the wound savage's arm normally when somebody gets a limb severed in star wars you don't look at the stump like we don't get a good look at the stump right. ever but no you get a good look at the stump and it's like a circle of meat and there's a bone in the middle <laughs> like you can see his arm bone 
Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, meanwhile, Hondo wins all of his traitors back because he's a better pirate. Because <laughs> he's than a them. fucking pirate. Yeah, he's the fucking best, and he's like, he's like, okay, now that we are all reunified, we will celebrate by going to go loot the, ship the horned bastard ship. <laughs> yeah, and sure, that's how it works. There you go. Yeah. Uh, so they <laughs> go on. Yeah. So I don't, I, I don't have this in my notes very well, and I don't really remember Obi Wan and Maul. Stop, like Maul runs away, or. So um, after Savage gets so badly hurt where his leg is taken out and his arm is cut off, um, basically Obi-Wan and Maul, Maul decides that he's done with this fight mm-hmm. uh, because Savage is so badly hurt. And Obi-Wan, that was the that was the result that Obi-Wan wanted. He wanted Maul to decide we're done with this fight so he could get the fuck away. So basically they kind of like, I think Maul force shoves Obi-Wan away mm-hmm. uh, while Obi-Wan's trying to run anyway. And then some rubble falls and they get separated. Mm-hmm. So they have stopped fighting. They fought to a standstill, basically. It's a draw. That's awesome. And I'm sorry, if you can fight Maul and Savage Opress to a draw, you're a fucking badass. Yeah, yeah. Well, when, that was you amazing. know, Obi-Wan didn't get unsettled by the death of Adi, apparently, and he was able to focus, so. He was a little upset, but honestly, <clears throat> they weren't super emotionally connected, so. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, again, that's why she's here. Mm-hmm. So, uh, everybody's running in their separate directions. Uh, Savage and Maul are trying to run back to their ship because we are losing limbs now. We really should go. <laughs> but then they get outside and, and Maul sees his the pirates that he thinks are on his team. Mm-hmm. And he's like, okay, you guys do a thing. I can't remember what he told them to do. He's trying to bark orders at them. But then Hondo emerges from the group. <laughs> and he's very proud of himself. He's like, no, 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 no. These are my men again. Yeah. And uh, the, I don't remember what the context was. I just know that suddenly Hondo is saying, how powerful can they be? They are running from Kenobi. <laughs> but Maul, Maul is complaining. He's like, such insolence. And <laughs> yes. And uh, Onaka says, insolence. <laughs> we are pirates. We don't even know what that means. <laughs> um, and that's a subtle, and that is a subtle nod to Pirates of the Caribbean, where uh, Hector Barbosa, Captain Barbosa, says a lot of a, a lot of long words there, Miss. We're not but humble pirates. <laughs> nice. I like it. I like it a lot. According to I Wikipedia, do love Barbosa. Barbosa's hot. Yeah. Same. Yeah. Throw that out there. Dirty ass pirate. Super hot. Yeah. So. Uh, uh, yeah, so Maul is displeased. He's realized he's screwed because he's never dealt. Uh-huh. He has so little experience with Hondo and Naka. He's way out of his league at this point. Yeah, well, he just, he if he could have had, if he'd known ahead of time what he was dealing with, Maul is brilliant and would have been able to come up with a strategy to deal with them. But he made the mistake of underestimating these pirates. Yeah, yeah. So Maybe if he just showed are. up and tried to make a deal with Hondo as opposed to, like, attacking him, it would have worked out better. Yeah. But, you know, whatever. It, yeah, <laughs> if he if he had tried to partner with Hondo, he might have actually gotten somewhere. Yeah, but he went out about he went about this the wrong way and made an enemy. So they have to run. Yep. The Dathomir boys have to flee the scene. And as they're running, it's you know blaster fire, blaster fire. The pirates are shooting after them. Hondo takes aim and shoots Maul right in his robot chicken leg. <laughs> yep. Not and he shoots it off. Yeah, it blows up at the knee. Mm-hmm. And he starts bleeding from his robot leg the same green Night Sister energy. Right, because that, that shit was built by uh, the magic. So, Yeah, did you hear his leg screamed when it got shot? Yeah, that was not... 
That was awesome yeah. and weird. And weird, yeah. I was going to oh. say, mostly weird. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, they're trying to flee. Obi-Wan and, and the pirates are now in pursuit after them. So Maul, in an enormous fucking flex of desperation, reaches up to the cliff where Obi-Wan's ship is parked and just uses the force while fleeing for his life, uses the force to drag that ship down off the cliff into the path behind him. Which was awesome. It was amazing. But it didn't help much. No. Because <laughs> they, they, the, they get to their ship. Uh, they get in there. They take off. But the pirates are hot on their heels. Hondo gestures for one of his rocket launcher buddies to step forward, fires off a rocket that hits them in the engines and totally takes out the engines. So the brothers, they manage to get into orbit, but they have to get into an escape pod. Yeah, that's a weird-ass escape pod. Yeah, it's like a suppository <laughs> in the back end of the ship. <laughs> It was a fucking weird escape pod. And it like it like poops the pod out. Yeah, I don't like right out the back. Yeah, I and I could not find any information on this particular okay. thing. So <laughs> I don't know. It I mean but whatever. The rest of their ship uh then re-enters orbit and crashes. So Obi-Wan uh, the Hondo's like, let's go look through the wreckage. So Obi-Wan gets to ride on the back of Hondo's speeder. <laughs> to go sift through the wreckage of this crash ship, they do not find any Sith bodies. Yeah. And Hondo's like, oh, they must have been incinerated, blah, blah, blah. And Obi-Wan's like, no, no. <laughs> yeah, he says, I wouldn't be so sure. I cut one of them in half once and he survived. Yeah. <laughs> like, and Hondo's like, oh, isn't that interesting? Okay. <laughs> what a fucking thing to say. Um, so then we cut back to Coruscant, where Obi-Wan is apparently reporting back uh... about this incident. And Palpatine is like, oh, my God. Okay, I am so over all of your fucking petty Darth Maul shit. This doesn't have anything to do with my war. So I need you to stop that. Okay. Yeah. Have we talked about Palpatine season five model yet? Uh, No, we, I don't think we've seen him in this season yet. Oh, well, that kind of makes me sad considering. Um, I guess we'll talk about that more. Well, yeah, we'll talk about that in a second. Yeah, but, but, um, but he is wearing what he wears in Return of the Sith. Oh, that's right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So, so now you know he's... shit's getting really real. He's, yeah, we're, he's we're getting outfits. closer and closer. Yeah. Uh, and it, we're done with the pube shoulders. It's now just like this this pajama set that he's wearing. We have been done okay. with the pube shoulders for quite some time. I'm never done with the pube shoulders. Oh, my God. Never letting that go. Never going to give it up. <laughs> never going to let it down. Never going to run around and desert you. Okay. I hate you. So <laughs> All right, so, yeah, Obi-Wan's like, um, we can't, though, because he's raising a fucking pirate army. And Palpatine's like, let him play with the rabble. They're just petty crooks. And did you hear that line? Which one? When he says they're just petty crooks. And how it sounds slightly different than his other lines in this scene. Well, I know that I know that Tim Curry uh, said that line. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So here's the thing. Uh, Ian Abercrombie has been the voice of Chancellor Palpatine slash Darth Sidious this whole time, mm -hmm. up to this point in Clone Wars. And they were in, you know, production. He had already recorded the majority of his lines for all of season five when sadly he did pass away. Ugh. So they still needed some lines recorded. So somehow, some way, they got Tim Curry to fill in and record some of his extra lines that they needed. But they did not 
he's uncredited because Tim Curry's a fucking class act. And so they wanted to let Ian Abercrombie's legacy um, hold out for the rest of this season. Basically, Man. they they didn't publicly announce that Tim Curry had filled in on some of these lines until after season five aired. And I mean, that is super, super classy of them. Yeah. Um, I, and I, I I am supremely bummed out because Ian Abercrombie's Sidious is, you know, so good. quite frankly, so my good. favorite animated Sidious voice. Just because, you know, even though, you know, Ian McKellen uh, does Sidious in Rebels, um, it just, I don't know... It, Ian Abercrombie's voice was just leg- is just so legendary. I well, lo- he had he had a way of really capturing the quiet notes. Yes, of of the the gentle way that Palpatine would speak, particularly with Anakin. Yeah, um, the manipulation in that tone. Um, he had a really just a deft way of capturing that. And then his his sidiousness when he was just like, fuck manipulation. I'm just super evil now <laughs> was really great. Yeah. Like he he did such an artful job of it. And so we're going to hear him some for the rest of season five. Um, but we'll also be hearing that sprinkled in with some Tim Curry. Yeah. And I believe even Tim Curry didn't finish out Clone Wars. Um, I think I mean, I'll have to double check. But another actor takes over. I think it's Tom Kane. Uh, somebody else takes over for Sidious after that. I'll have to double check. Yeah, Don't quote I, me on that. I, uh, Steph, you know I love love Tim Curry. Oh yeah, yeah. I, Who fucking doesn't? If somebody doesn't love Tim Curry, we have we're not. Yeah, we're probably not gonna be friends. But I didn't. Same. I don't. I don't like a Sidious. I really don't. Yeah, because the thing is, Tim Curry gonna Tim Curry. Yeah, like exactly. that's a strong flavor to bring to the character. Um, and those of us who've grown up on Tim Curry, uh, you know, if you had a crush on Dr. Frankenfurter or, you know, the giant demon dude from Legend, <laughs> right here, uh, or if you were like weirdly attracted to Pennywise, then, um, yeah, you're going to recognize his voice and it's hard to separate them or, or rather it's hard to integrate his voice into the character for me. Yeah, I agree. Um, I, I, when I, when I, you know, it, I heard it mostly in season six, but when when Tim Curry's doing the Sidious voice, I'm like, uh, and they all float down here. What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> so should we go up to the lab and see what's on the slab? Like what? Okay. anyway, but we'll anyway. get there when we. So get yeah, there. so so yeah, so Obi Wan's like upset. Um, he even like and Palpatine leaves, and Obi Wan turns to Yoda and he's like, Yoda, this is a big fucking deal. The underworld. There's something stirring in the underworld. Yeah, the Sith are totally going to plant themselves in the the darkness of the underworld and grow and grow and grow. They're going to be more powerful. Something huge is going on. And fucking Yoda. Ugh. Look, Yoda, I want to love you, but moments like this make it hard. Oh my god. It drives me nuts. Because Yoda's like, yeah, I mean, sure, you're right. They're Sith, and they're going to get more powerful while we're not looking if we don't intervene. But, like, we got to do what the Chancellor says. So... This is a personal matter for you, like the Chancellor said. So you need to let it go. Yeah. And so... And like... Yeah. In my notes, all caps, it says, Okay, let's just leave Maul to rampage then. What? What a great idea. What a great fucking idea. What the fuck? This Focus is why on the, the war. Jedi That's so suck. much better. Yeah. Well, this is why... This, this, I think, just shows more and more how the Clone War has, has clouded the Jedi's judgment, mm-hmm. the Jedi Order's vision. Um, of their true purpose in the galaxy. Yeah. Like, Darth fucking Maul is out there, and he's organizing a criminal empire, which means that innocents are going to suffer. 
under him. So maybe you can spare a Jedi or two to go and deal with him, or at least keep tabs on him and slow him down yeah. while you guys deal with the whole fucking war thing. Yeah, it doesn't I even just... occur to anybody that, hey, maybe it's a great idea if we capture Maul and interrogate him, because maybe he knows who the fuck Sidious is. Right. You know? And we will see in, in season seven, Maul would love for somebody to fucking interrogate him, please. I, I would, I will interrogate him. I, yes. I, closely. I will bear From that his burden. lap. Yeah. <laughs> hmm? Okay. Anyway. So anyway, we're like over an hour into this and we haven't even gotten to the next episode. I know, right? So we should probably move on. Yeah. So, uh, last mention, uh, you know, so the, the Jedi walk away and we get what I call Palpatine's proud dad moment. Because <laughs> there's a shot of like uh, them panning towards Palpatine, who has his uh, Sidious face on, but then like uh, yeah. he has his hands clasped together and he's smiling, mm-hmm. and he's so proud, so proud. He's just he's just so glad that that Maul is out there just causing fucking trouble and sowing seeds of division in the Jedi Council. Like he's like, man, this, this wouldn't work out. This couldn't have worked out better if we planned it. Yeah, and he didn't, and I'll kill you later. But for now, you're super useful. Uh, he's so proud, and that's uh-huh. awesome. And th- yeah. that's the end of the episode. <laughs> da, 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 da. Next, ready? We, we yeah, let's do it. I'm ready. <laughs> Are you ready to move on to the <laughs> next episode? I, boy, this is a long ass episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, season five, episode fourteen, Eminence. The Jedi fortune cookie at the top of the episode is one vision can have many interpretations. I don't know who sure. that's in reference to at all. <laughs> uh, that's in that's in reference to a certain Mandalorian who needs to suck it up and get over it. You have a new boss now. Oh, damn. Yeah. Damn. Fuck that guy. Anyway, yeah, do you him. have the announcer bit? <clears throat> Evil Alliance. Darth Maul and Savage Press escape Obi-Wan Kenobi's assault once again. With their plan to build a crime organization in peril, the brother's fate is about to be changed forever as they drift barely alive through unknown space. <clears throat> oh. Okay, so yeah, we open on uh, mostly frozen Dathomir boys, mm-hmm. uh, apparently it got real cold in their escape pod, and the light is shining, there's a light shining through the window over them. Did any of this look familiar to you? It kind of reminded me of like Slave One flying over, but it also kind of reminded me of Aliens. Exactly. That is what it was. Ah. This entire scene where the light is shining over the guys while they're frozen, and then like a Car- an egg-shaped hole gets carved in the into the hole by somebody with a dark saber, uh, and then they huh. knock that in and they rescue them. The- all of that is an homage to the opening scene in Aliens, the 1986 movie, where the uh, where Ripley is getting rescued. Only instead of Ripley, it's a couple of Sithsicles, <laughs> which is fun to say. Sithsicles. Sithsicles. I love that. There you go. Um, so yeah, of all fucking people to find two Sith Lords floating in space, it's goddamn Death Watch. Uh, fucking Death Watch, man. Pre Vizsla's there, Bo-Katan and her owl people are there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the owl people. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, so. The night owls, yes. Yeah, I, I, I'm I, sorry, I just have to make fun of that. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, you know, I think it's Bo-Katan that's like, oh, look, uh, Dathomirians, we should kill them. And Pre Vizsla's like, uh-huh. no, I want to hear their story. How stupid yeah. is Pre Vizsla? Well, he finds lightsabers on the ground, but these are some freaky fucking looking lightsaber people. Yeah. So he's like, mm, hold on. I don't think these are Jedi. I think 
I think I might have some questions. Let's let's figure this out. Oh god. And like he could have saved the entire galaxy a lot of trouble if he'd have just done what Bo Katan said right then. But okay. Well he'd still be alive then, too. Mm. Then we would have been deprived of the uh glory that is Maul's continued story arc. So yeah. I can't hate. I can't hate too much. <laughs> um I, I do want to kinda take a a quick sidestep. There's a lot of shit that goes down in this one episode. It was, mm-hmm. it was like I was like, is this an Agent Carter episode? What's going on right now? There's so much shit happening. I mean, we're not bouncing There's back. A lot and, of- we're not bouncing back and forth, but it's like quest after quest after quest. You know, right? Yeah. It's well, Maul is trying to power level through to the end boss here. Yeah, and the end boss is himself. Right. He's trying to make himself the end boss, <laughs> and like I respect that. So yeah, he they they are scooped up. They're put into the ship. They're taken down to a Death Watch camp uh, on the planet Zanbar. Uh, Would you like to know a little bit about I the planet was waiting for Zanbar? This. Tell me about Zanbar. Zanbar is a temperate swamp moon in the outer rim. What is it a moon of? We do not know. Yeah. We do not care. <laughs> that is the information about the planet Zanbar. And quick reminder: yes, we do have Pre Vizsla there, uh, that who is voiced by John Favreau. And right. Bo-Katan, by the way, we only, her name is not spoken. Again. Again. Uh, so her identity is being kept kind of under wraps right now, but we know with the power of hindsight that that is Bo-Katan Kreese, voiced by Katie Sackhoff. Yep. So there you go. All right. So they get these boys, these poor, wounded, frozen Sithicles, and uh, <laughs> they take them to, like, Medical Bay. Yeah. And... Uh, and look, we get a tight shot on Maul's face as he's like grimacing because he's getting new legs. And look, I love Maul. I do. And I understand that when you have been living in a literal space garbage heap for like a dozen years or so, there's not a lot of floss <laughs> or toothbrushes or dental hygiene of any kind. Uh but my God, his teeth, man. <laughs> I mean, like, I'm sure the dark side doesn't uh, help with that either. I think, I feel like dark side people can brush their teeth. <laughs> and he just, he just didn't for a long time. So, oh, you know. Fucking, you know, I, you know who does? You know who's obsessed with this hygiene? Hmm. Count Dooku. Yeah, he That is. motherfucker <laughs> has like, <laughs> uh, like I'm imagining his like bathroom counter has like oh every beauty, beauty thing out there. In the galaxy, his his beard regimen is on point. Oh yeah, oh yeah. You know that thing is soft. Good luck getting a hand into it though, to touch it, yeah. to feel it. I mean, no, he's the kind of Sith happen. that would spend a lot of time tanning outside at Castle Sex Toy. You know, <laughs> with those stupid, but it does like, murder to his skin. <laughs> no, it's bad. Anyway, anyway, back to this episode. <laughs> Maul is getting feet. Yeah, feet, he feet, gets legs, real feet, like real legs. Yeah. Yeah, not not robot chicken feet, but like, you know, humanoid feet. Yep. Which we will see later. <laughs> is It actually, it's a little unfortunate um, because now he's very short. <laughs> but here's the thing. I fucking love it. Oh, yeah. I, I love a short king. Absolutely. Like... Like, we see him suddenly standing next to Savage. He's not taller than his brother anymore. He is below his shoulder. Everybody has to look down to speak to him. But in no way does Maul feel like he is being looked down upon. Absolutely not. He's 10,000 feet tall in terms of confidence. I love that. 
somehow somebody who does not have a dick has big dick energy. <laughs> and I feel like that's magical and should be celebrated. So I, I, I had to look up the height of Ray Park. Oh, yeah. Because he's 5'9". I know he's short. Mm-hmm. Um, That's still taller than me. So. Yeah, I know. Uh, when I say short king, I mean shorter than me. But go on. Uh, here's the thing. Uh, right next to this Google search, it says that Sam Witwer is 6'1". <laughs> that is some bullshit. Is it? I have stood next to Sam Witwer. He is not. He's. He's. No. No. How tall are you, baby? I'm 6'2". Okay. He. I saw the top of his head. His beautiful, okay. gorgeous head. <laughs> so maybe he's like six foot. Like a lot of uh, actors lie about their height. Uh, like he is their their management, their publicist will lie about their height. Uh, okay. He's not. They do. He's not. I no. I I agree with you, but that motherfucker's lying. <laughs> but he's still you know, beautiful. It's, he's still beautiful. We're all the same height and when we're laying down. <laughs> we're not though. I, I, That's not in my head. I'm laying down with him. Okay. <laughs> That's how that works. Um, anyway. I just anyway, God, moving on. Yeah. Shit. So Maul is short For king. For fuck's sake. We got it. Yes, yeah. Maul is a glorious <laughs> short king. Anyway, Pre Vizsla comes in, introduces him. He doesn't introduce himself, but whatever. Fucking Pre Vizsla and Bo-Katan come in. Um, Maul uh, is super cranky with them. And Bo-Katan points a gun at the still unconscious Savage and sort of smirks at Maul at like, you need to keep it civil or I'm going to kill him. Yeah. And he takes the note. Okay. And previous is like, uh, get him up and then we're going to go have a conversation. And so we see Maul getting walked out of the clinic where he got his new legs. And can I just file a complaint with somebody somewhere? Why did Maul's new legs have to come with a shirt? (laughs) I mean, it's a deep V in the front. So at least there's that. But did we have to, did we have to cover everything up? It's cold on this moon. So it's not though. It's not that cold. He doesn't. He, I'm just saying. I like. I like Chi-Chi's out mall. I think I. I had canon that Pre Vizsla is a little self conscious because he's been eating, you know, a lot of fatty foods lately, and he just can't. He <laughs> can't be shirtless anymore. He's not going to let Maul walk around shirtless. It's going to make him feel bad for himself. He's he's intimidated yeah. by the glorious physique and rampant tattoos of of Maul. I, mean, I can see that. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. No. Okay. No, we're down. Yeah, that's accurate. <laughs> okay. So Maul and Previsla have a little kiki over some tea. And Previsla basically info dumps to Maul the entire Death Watch manifesto. Right. Right? Blah, blah, blah. We like fight. Blah, blah, blah. Duchess Satine and her corrupt leadership are crushing our souls. And how interesting is it, though, uh, fast forward, you know, Book of Boba Fett, Mandalorian, all that kind of stuff. How interesting is it that we have Death Watch espousing essentially a very similar ideology to uh, the cult that Mando is a part of, but the cult blames Bo-Katan for the fall of Mandalore and being a pussy. And I'm just like, Well, because Bo-Katan, we'll see in season seven, she leaves the Death Watch, betrays them, and aids in their downfall on Mandalore. Right. So, yeah, Bo-Katan is 100% to blame for the downfall of the Death Watch. I just think it's interesting, the, the weird circle of ideology that well i mean that the the cult that mando is a part of is the death watch yeah some section of them Mm -hmm. so anyway anyway back to this episode um so basically they have a little conversation where they where it is uh the connection is drawn that uh 
Previsla wants to take down Duchess Satine, but she's she's a pacifist and she sucks. And Maul's like, well, if she's so fucking weak, why don't you just go ahead and take her down? And he's and Previsla's like, no, 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 she has powerful allies like the Jedi, mm-hmm. like Kenobi. Kenobi, and they've already established that Maul hates Kenobi. Right. So we have another team up. Because it's the will of the force, right? You hate Kenobi, I hate Kenobi, let's team up. Well, that's what Maul says. Well, because that's what Previsla needs to hear right now. Right. Uh, so, Bo-Katan protests. is like, uh-huh. you know, Sith aren't any better than Jedi, which she's and not. And she's right. And she's not, she's not wrong, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then Maul force chokes her. Now. <laughs> but uh, it's so hot. <laughs> right. <laughs> He's not even looking at her. I I I I, I want to be her. However, <laughs> um, after he lets go, and you know they can see that you know yeah they're going to work together. Katan does uh, Bo Katan does that creepy smile thing as if she's to, like confirmed this is such a great idea. I don't like that. I, you don't like that she smiled after being force choked by Darth Maul. I would smile. <laughs> But it's not for a sexual. I mean, at least I don't think it's for sexual reasons. It, like she- it's all. It's not because it's a kid show. Uh, <laughs> but no, I think that was to imply like this was part of the plan. But there's a moment while Maul is pontificating, while force choking her, um, that the other Death Watch were drawing weapons and they were going to attack him for this. But Previsla holds up his hand, and you can see his eyes darting back and forth between Maul and the gradually choking in midair Bo-Katan and he smiles because he's digging that Bo-Katan is being choked. Mm-hmm. And aside from the obvious sexy times implications of that, um, also I think this is one of our first hints that Bo-Katan is somebody that previously actually does not like at all. Yeah. And he's keeping her around because as we will find out later, her sister is Duchess Satine. <gasps> Spoiler. I know, I know. But this is what this is a moment where Previs was like, I mean, if she dies, she dies. <laughs> he doesn't care. He actually kind of digs it. So it was a little odd. Yeah, anyway. Anyway. Uh, so yes, team up confirmed. Um, meanwhile, back in the uh, medical tent, Savage wakes up and destroys everything like you do. Yeah. Yeah, because it's, look, it's what he does. That's, it's he's, he's a force of nature, you know. Yes. Uh, and Maul comes in and he's like, dude, calm down. Okay. We have a plan. So we have, we have new allies. They're these Mandalorians and they're different from the pirates because these guys have honor. And Savage is like, oh, good, a weakness. Yep. 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 Fucking, fucking <laughs> and Maul is like, yes, correct. We will be exploiting that. And he says, they know nothing of our intentions. Those revelations will come. Too late. (laughs) (laughs) So he's already planning the double cross. Of course. And pause here. Here's the thing. I, well, the first time I watched through Clone Wars, I did not know what the fuck to expect from Maul. Right? Mm -hmm. Because the last time I had seen him, he was a mostly voiceless thug from The Phantom Menace. Yeah? Right. He was, he was Sidious as attack dog. But, and so far, as we've seen him in Clone Wars, um, I mean, he's savvy, but clearly 100% motivi- motivated by vengeance. Um, he's got a super sexy voice, but not a mastermind. Right. You know? Uh, but here, 
this is where things like really start to change as far as what's up with Maul and like what I could expect out of him. I did not, I didn't have a lot of expectations about Maul going into Clone Wars, but I absolutely did not expect for him to turn out to be the super sexy, soft-spoken Michael Corleone of the galaxy far, far away. <laughs> That's exactly what he is, though. Or he becomes. He is. Yeah. He is. And the way he's like, and he's, it's very much like, I know you don't love The Godfather, but come on now. It's very much that Michael Corleone thing. Actually, where... uh, Steph, I, I am re- in the middle of a rewatch and <gasps> I'm coming around to it. I'm coming around to it. Okay. That's amazing. I hope you don't think that this is in any way transactional. And now that you've done that, I'm going to watch Gilmore Girls. That's not going to happen. Uh, you know what? At this point, I would be disappointed if you did. Because <laughs> uh, <laughs> because there's a whole shtick that I would suddenly lose. And that would really hurt my feelings. <laughs> well, now I have to. I'm kidding. I'm never going to watch it. All right. I'm never going to watch it. I know you're not. Um, you're lost. Yeah. Whatever. Eh, well, okay, sure. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, he's so, he's got that Michael Corleone thing yeah. where he's like super calm and soft spoken and calculating and he's playing chess while everybody else is playing checkers, you know? He's so many steps ahead. So he's already planning exactly how this is going to go. Mm-hmm. He's already got previsless death in his mind. Like he's, he's got the, the place, the pieces laid out on the board for that final move. Like he's, he's already, yeah. and it's just, oh, that's competency boner ding for Darth Maul. Look, <laughs> I have a lot of different kinds of boners for Darth Maul, but I, and I, I was <laughs> not expecting <laughs> all the boners. I was not expecting the competency boner. Well, I don't know about competency because he definitely, I mean, like in a previous episode, he made some huge mistakes with Onaka. Well, yeah, yeah. but he learned from them, which is not something, frankly, frankly, we don't see that a lot in Star Wars. Facts. Yeah. People don't learn from their fucking mistakes in Star Wars. Are you kidding me? There is no li- I no lies detected. <laughs> None whatsoever. Okay. So, pre comes in uh, because Maul and Savage are, like, hanging out. Savage stands up and bonks his head on a light. Which is funny and weird. <laughs> um, and that's where we see, for sure, that Maul is now, like, a foot shorter than Savage. And Savage kind of looks at Maul like, whoa. Anyway, uh, previously comes in. He's like, hey, we took a vote. Everybody in Death Watch votes in favor of uh, making an alliance with you. And Maul is like, yes. This duchess of yours will soon discover the true burden of peace. And like foreshadowing. The true burden of peace. <laughs> yeah, but let, check out that foreshadowing. I, I know. I love that. Because Maul is going to be the one who inflicts the true burden of peace on her. Yeah. Forever peace. (laughs) So this is not a partnership. Maul is immediately already in charge. He takes over immediately. And and, uh, again, pre Vizsla, what a fucking moron you are. Yeah, exactly. Uh, So Maul is like, all right, here's what we're going to do. We need more resources. So we're going to go scoop up the Black Suns and they're going to join us. Uh, the Black Suns? Who the fuck is that? Hey, let's talk about the Black Suns. Let's talk about the Black Suns. Um, I assume you have information on them, but I have... I have information on the species. Okay, so let's talk about the the uh, history of the Black Sun, at least from my perspective. So, mm-hmm. starting uh, with the original Thrawn trilogy, I had started a tradition where I would, you know, I would stay with my grandparents for the summer. Sometimes they would take me to a vacation, all that kind of shit, but I would stay with them all mm-hmm. summer. 
And I would buy, at the beginning of summer, I would buy a Star Wars book because there was always a new one. And I would Mm -hmm. take all summer to read it because they were adult books. And I, you know, had learning. I didn't know at the time, but I had reading issues. And it would take me all summer to read one book. Uh, That's adorable, though. I know. But that's what I did. One summer. Yeah, that's great. A book called Shadow of the Empire is dropped. (laughs) At the same time, a video game based on the book comes out and a, Uh a score. The video game is fantastic. The score is wonderful. The book took me uh-huh. a, two days to read because it's a young adult book. And I need to, em- oh. and I need to emphasize that. It's a young adult book uh-huh. in which the main antagonist of the book uses pheromo- pheromones to try to <coughs> Princess Leia. I fucking knew it! I knew it because the thing, okay, the Black Suns is run by a species called the Feline, yep. right? And they are described as sentient reptomammalian species. I'm not sure how you get reptomammalian, but okay. Yeah. Uh, they are native to the planet Feline. They have green skin, ridged skulls, long black hair, and they are capable of exuding strong pheromones. Right. And I wrote in my notes, this was probably used to awkward effect in the novel and the comics. It's so awkward. I... Oh damn! Now look, I fucking I, knew it. Yeah, so you know, our our sense of of, of life has changed. Our our understanding of co- consent is extremely yeah, different. This was like ninety six. Yeah, ninety six. It's a long time ago. So you know, I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna kind of just uh, forgive everybody. But this book is terrible. It does not age well. The story is fucking awful. Uh, nice. And thankfully, it is not canon. Uh, so no. <laughs> And the existence of the Black Suns is canon, but the events of this, that's all expanded universe. Right. The events covered in that content did not happen. Correct. Thank God. Because yeah. that's a book that sets, that's gross. that sets us back a hundred years. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, so yeah, so that's the, that's my historical context. So when I first saw this episode, I was very disappointed to see the Black Sun because I had already, <laughs> I had already gone back to the book and it was like, oh my God, this book is fucking horrible. It's all <laughs> and shit what's going on Mm -hmm. however what happens in the episode (laughs) (laughs) won me over i think it's i think it's a pretty solid commentary on um dave filoni's opinion of the (laughs) the shadows of the empire i think you're right i think you're (laughs) completely right (laughs) uh maul and savage and death watch fly into mustafar Mustafar. um, and we meet some big sexy green guys yay they are sexy they are sexy okay um and they are the Feline, they are the Black Sun, and they just kind of walk right into apparently a council meeting of the leaders of the Black Sun, and uh, Maul is basically like, um, join us or die. Yeah, pretty simple. And the le- the leaders are like, fuck you. And so Maul just gestures to Savage, <laughs> and Savage, <laughs> Savages, and I need to, whew, okay, hold on, I gotta, <laughs> so he... It is heavily implied uh, through very indirect camera work that Savage turns on his double-bladed lightsaber and then force frisbees it down this long table and decapitates everybody at the table. Right? Love it. Love it. Right. We don't really see it, though. Oh, so <clears throat> I was reading about in this. In this version. In this version. Yeah. There is animation out there of the heads oh yeah that's being cut off <laughs> yeah look at i just sent you the picture <gasps> one second oh my god yeah so 
when we see it, like they fully animated it. You see that, and I'll we'll we'll put this up Wait, on social so you guys can see what I'm talking about. Rising from the necks of one of the guys. Yes, I fucking yes. love that. So when we see it in the episode, you just kind of see from Savage's end of the table uh, <laughs> and the shocked look on on the one remaining sexy green guy's face. But this shot, it was originally shot and animated from the other end of the table, so you can see the headless corpses. <laughs> Of all of these feline and the smoking neck holes where their heads used to be. I love that it so is, fucking much. I, it is I was so awesome. I, I remember watching the scene for the first time many years ago, and I was I literally yelped. I was like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> <laughs> They're really going to do this. They fucking did and it. Then, they it, went there, and it's from this point on. This episode does not stop. It just keeps no. going with the insanity. Exactly. So Maul's, Maul turns to the one Black Sun guy who's left and goes, so what do you think? You going to join up? And the dude's like, yeah, yeah, we're going to, we're a team now. We're going to join up with you. So now they've got all these resources, right? And Pre is like, Pre is like, okay, cool. So we've got their resources. We've got their troops. We can move on Mandalore. And Maul's like, oh, you're cute. <laughs> and he tells Pre Vizsla, the depth of this opportunity eludes you. You shall watch and learn. And and Pre-Mizzle, if you were a smart man, which you are not, this is you are the, not. this is where you bust out that dark saber and cut his fucking head off. Yeah, or it's already too late, though. It's already too fucking. Or late. And maybe this because I've been watching Blacklist. This is what popped in my head. Why didn't the uh, legs that you built from all contain? I don't know an explosive bomb. Right, <laughs> right. There's not a lot of foresight here. Like you all gave him legs, you couldn't have put like like a, 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 a tracker, a tra- a, a something. something? Some something that would explode and make him just a torso again, a wounded torso. Anyway, so uh, we're back at the camp. We have taken all the supplies and the people from the Black Sun, and they're hanging out at the camp. And then we have the very first canonical appearance of the Pikes. Oh, the Pikes! The Pike Syndicate has arrived. I hate the Pikes so much. <clears throat> well, yeah, and so let me give you the uh, a description of the Pikes as a species. We know, because they're ubiquitous now, right? right? They've been everywhere. They were throughout Clone Wars. Um, they had a legendary appearance in Book of Boba Fett. The Pikes are everywhere. Okay. Uh, so, but, you know, in case we don't, we don't know as much as we think we do, they are sentient humanoids native to the planet Obadiah. What are you doing in Obadiah? Is an odd name. I'm sorry. I, I'm <laughs> quoting season seven. <laughs> I love you. Um, and they are described, and I'm going to quote this. They are described on described. Described. <laughs> they are described on Wikipedia. Luis the sequel is what brings us together. Um, and look, I'm not making fun of anybody who has that particular speech impediment. It just a, a cascade of pop culture links just happened. That's all that That's was. That's all that was. Anyway, I have a I have a gay lisp. I join you in your in your not a struggle. I think. Talking like that's fucking cool. In your unique identity. Yeah, exactly. Fuck In it. your unique vocal stamp. Exactly. I fucking love it. Anyway, anyway, anyway. God damn it. Right. Um, I sound super gay. Described... Stephanie is super aggressive. That's how this works. It's true. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> they are described on Wikipedia as, quote, having unsettlingly larged heads and undersized faces. Oh my. Which is true. Which I feel is rather speciesist of Wikipedia. <laughs> but they do. They're described... They're described from the, a non-pike point of view as having unsettlingly large heads and undersized faces. Oh, I see. And like, 
just because that's true from our point of view as the human viewers doesn't mean you got to so say it. So are you it. suggesting like, the, the Pike version of the Wikipedia describes humans as having like a, a pe- uh, peanut-sized so- heads? Yes, unsettlingly <laughs> small heads with oversized faces. Uh, Wikipedia, if you're listening, y'all should make like a Pike Syndicate version of your entire wiki <laughs> and see if what see if uh, we can get creative. See what, with see that. what happens. Yeah. You never know. Okay, okay, okay. God. So uh, there are elements to their design that are sort of insectoid, but also fishy. It's weird. Uh, the Pikes run the Pike Syndicate, which is the galaxy's foremost spice producers and dealers, which is why they're even here talking to all. And all of their character models are designed with sort of an orange dust around their mouths and on their fingertips it's supposed to be spice but it looks like cheetos <laughs> same same out. difference yeah sure anyway the pikes have shown up the cheetos and- must flow <laughs> and they are preempting that whole get decapitated by by savage thing uh by just saying hi we're here to join yeah <laughs> we're joining up with you our heads are super detachable so yeah do you see how long our necks are let's not that. do this <laughs> so anyway we are off to now what i know it was so um, abrupt it was like okay you've joined us let's go to now i'm like wait what right and they're having a polite meeting with the hut ruling council okay. and uh there's a few huts that are there in person jabba and gorga the hut the one with the monocle they're there by a uh, hollow and uh so it's Arak, Marlowe, and Oruba who are all there in person. Right. That's very important detail, it's not. Anyway, Maul's version of a polite conversation with the Huts is we let you live, you give us everything in Hut space. Yeah. Pretty simple. Sure. Um so yeah, that gets a job a laugh. Exactly. I was hoping you'd do it. <laughs> anyway, Jabba sticks a bunch of bounty hunters on them. Uh, some familiar faces. We've got Sugi, Embo, Dengar, Latsrasi. They're all there. Yay. And and it's a really cool fight. Yeah. I mean, Embo fights really well, but... He does. You know, I was, I'm all, oh my God, oh my God. Um, you know, uh, I don't want anybody to die. <laughs> right. Exactly. I like all of them. I, so. I love all of them. I don't want any of them to die. Exactly. And they don't. Um, basically, they just buy the huts some time to get away. Yeah. And ultimately, Maul lets the, the bounty hunters go because he says they don't have any allegiance. But, like, basically, they're just doing a job. And also, I think he would like to hire them later if he can. I mean, who wouldn't want to hire Embo? I know. Love Embo. By the way, yes, that is Dave Filoni voicing Embo's fight grunts. <laughs> his, his French Smurf dialogue fight grunts in this episode. Um uh, Dave Filoni is also voicing one of the Black Sun guys. I don't know which one, though. Yeah. The, le- anyway. the, the new leader. The I think he voiced him. Anyway. No, I think he was voicing the one that uh, that said something about wanting Savage's sword. Oh, okay. Yeah, because he just gets like one line at a time. <laughs> Anywho, uh, so then um, they see this and the, the bounty hunters go running away. Um there's a moment where the Bo-Katan and the Night Owls save their asses. Anyway, the fight is really cool. Check it out. They go back inside. There is only one hut left. And it's Aruba. Poor Aruba. Aruba's the one, that the, the albino hut. The only <laughs> hut. The only hut, canonically, that wears clothes. He's got a beret and like a little capelet. Aww. And I hope that brings him comfort in these final moments. He'll get buried with it. <laughs> <laughs> so... Anyway, uh, Maul is like, where are the other huts? Tell me where everybody went. And, uh, he's got Savage there being all menacing. And Aruba's like, mur, 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 I'm not going to tell you. Mur, mur, mur. <laughs> and so Maul, huh? 
No, I just I was what? I was calling him an idiot. Oh, oh, there you go. Uh, so Maul's like, okay, we'll kill him. And then he goes, no, 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 Tatooine. Tatooine, they're Tatooine. Okay. And Pre Vizsla goes, ah, oh, yes, Jabba's Palace. And, and here's where I would like to introduce a new counter. Oh. I would like to introduce the Maul is 10,000% done with you counter. <laughs> <laughs> He's so fucking exasperated because... <laughs> He goes, So the only thing that you can tell me is that I will find Jabba at Jabba's palace. <laughs> you know. <laughs> 10,000% done. We, are, we were all mall in that moment. You know, because yes. it's like, yeah, no shit. <laughs> <laughs> and then so he just, he just says, kill him. <laughs> just fucking kill him. God damn it. What a waste of my time. I love it. Anyway, um, so then we have, okay. So they're going to Jabba's palace. And so we have, it's like you reached into a child's bin full of action figures. Exactly. It's like, we're going to Jabba's palace now. It's like, holy shit. Yeah. How much, so, how many more places, how many more crime lords are we going to get? <laughs> right. And so Darth Maul, Savage Opress, a bunch of Death Watch Mandalorians, and presumably some Black Sun and some Pikes, maybe, all converge on Jabba's palace. Right. And they just stomp in. Because, honestly, this starts a trend. Maybe we should start a counter for this. People that just walk the fuck into Jabba's palace. I think we should do that, too. Okay. Yeah. So, first ever ding on people just walking the fuck into Jabba's palace counter. That's the thing that's going to happen <laughs> a lot. That's going to keep happening. <laughs> and so, they they come in, and basically, and Maul looks at Jabba. They, they fucking kill some Gamorreans or whatever. And Maul looks at Jabba and goes, Submit or suffer. And, like, I'll do. Hold on. I'll, I'll, I'll submit. I need to think this one over. <laughs> because both options sound really appealing. <laughs> Can we elaborate on what suffer means? Are we going to have to say, is there a safe word? Is there a safe word for the suffering? We are so broken. Be... <laughs> anyway, uh, Java gives him an oh ho 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 like you do. Oh, 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 oh. Yeah. Thank you. Um, and then joins up. Can we talk about the translation droid? <laughs> yeah the racially problematically accented uh oh yeah translation oh yeah droid. oh yeah so officially on wikipedia this droid is called unidentified translation droid oh okay from from uh the moment this uh episode aired in 2013 because yes, yes you're right it's very racially insensitive yes and it's officially known as unidentified translation droid so there's all kinds of like strange fanfic out there about this fucking droid are you kidding no, me? No, going on the strangest fucking adventures and uh, just like his 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 name is, in a lot of the stories his name is unidentified. Okay. <laughs> and then like they all lead into like uh, weird humorous jokes about how he ends up with job uh, on Jabba's side. Of course, at some point this droid will meet his doom because Jabba the Hutt likes to go through translation droids. Yeah, he can just buy a new one. He doesn't care. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so Jabba joins. Yeah, Jabba, because Jabba's not a fool. Jabba's like... Well, and here's... Yeah, here's the thing about Huts, though. Because um, we when we had uh, the Unleashed episode where we were talking about uh, Book of Boba Fett with uh, Booba Fett. Um, pointed out there where the Huts, the Hut twins, just kind of conceded the matter pretty quickly. Yeah, yeah. To Boba. Um, Huts live for so long that I think... Their calculation here, and Jabba's doing it too, is, man, you're going to die. 
I just need to ride this out for like 50 years. If that, yeah. If that? Yeah. That's no problem. That's fine. That's like five minutes. Yeah, well, I mean, we've talked about that before with, uh, <laughs> in regards to Wookiees, actually. Yeah. Uh, yeah, like, time, your sense of time is totally different if your life expectancy is, like, in this case, centuries. centuries. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, sure. Jabba's like, yeah, why not? I mean, you already took out at least one of my competition in the Hut ruling council for me, so, yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, you actually kind of did me a favor. Thank you so much. Yeah, appreciate yeah. that. Yeah, let's join up. <laughs> the weird You're one that clearly very effective. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, so uh, Maul has a new plan because he—I think he didn't expect to be this successful this quickly. It's, it's, this took like twenty minutes <laughs> to get all of this together. <laughs> so Maul uh, informs because Previs was like, "So can we go fucking get Mandalore now?" And Maul's like, "Okay, yeah, but let me tell you what the new plan's gonna be. You're gonna rule on Mandalore," and Previs is like, "Yay!" And he says. And you will provide shelter for me running a new galactic underworld empire. Oh, God damn it! <laughs> yeah. What is it with Sith and empires, A? And B, yeah, Previsla, you're the face of the operation. You're the cover. You're the front. You're, you are the storefront on the money laundering, essentially. You're, so you can be the ruler of Mandalore, but you're going to be a fucking puppet. Okay. I love it. I love it. Uh, so Maul assigns Previsla to go uh, send some scouting parties to Mandalore and provide a list of first strike targets. And, uh, you know, be smart. Yeah. Do a good job. Um, and I think they even say that they're going to sow chaos in Mandalore. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, and then Maul walks away and Previsla turns to Bo-Katan and he's like, fuck that guy, huh? <laughs> <laughs> And Bo-Katan's doing the I told you so look, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. She's like, fuck it, told you. And she did. She did tell him. Um, but now Pre Vizsla's plan, uh, as confided to Bo-Katan, is to kill Maul and Savage once they have Mandalore. Yay. Yay, bad guys planning that, on betraying each other. That's totally Yay. gonna work. <laughs> you don't think Maul knows that you're doing he this? Fucking, I know, these people are he dumb. He fucking knows. He fucking knows. Anyway. You know, for, so, for being proficient at being able to f- fight Jedi... They do not, they're not prepared for Sith. Well, yeah, and the thing is, they are proficient at fighting Jedi tactically. Right. Like, as far as weapons on weapons, that's what they're good at. Um, they're not used to the head games, because mm-hmm. Jedi won't play head games with them. Mm-hmm. But the Sith, the Sith will play head games with you all day, and not that kind of head game. You need to bring it back. Mm-hmm. Not that kind of head game. Yeah. Oh, um, something I would like to mention... Um, was I the only one thinking sexy head game? <laughs> Did I go to a dirty place by myself just then? Uh, no, uh, sweetie, I've never left the dirty place. I'm. I'm Did uh, you sweetie me? Did you just sweetie I me? I now sweetie you. <gasps> oh, yeah, I sure did. I sure did. <laughs> oh, wow. <sighs> what were you going to say, Chris? No, I wanted to say that um, I, I, I forgot to mention back at the, the, the hut council room um, how effective uh, the flamethrower was. Uh, oh yeah! To all the huts, um, no. <laughs> the flamethrower is such a is such a great weapon, and so uh, and it's so effective. And no, it's really it really is yeah. very effective. Yeah. You can't lightsaber a flamethrower right. away. Even Jabba, who was on a hollow, flinched back from a flamethrower that could mm-hmm. not possibly have touched him. Right. So yeah, the flamethrower flame flamethrower. Yeah. 
Yeah. So I just wanted to, you know, <laughs> shout out again to Charles at Gold Squadron Gaze just to <laughs> kind of let him know. We, we stand the flamethrower. We stand the flamethrower on this show. Yep. So, yeah. And if you don't know what I'm... if you, if y'all don't know what I'm talking about, you got to follow us yeah. on Twitter because we 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 have that fight all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Charles fucking hates the flamethrower. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's good. I honestly didn't have an opinion one way or another on flamethrowers until I found out he hated them, and I was like, I love flamethrowers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're bitches. <clears throat> it's yeah, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, so that's it. That's the end of the episode. That's it. Um, yeah, that was a lot. <laughs> Two hour episode again? Again. <sighs> you know what? That's just how this fucking Fuck goes. Okay. Fuck it. Okay. <laughs> so do we have anything else uh, for these two episodes? No. Um, I, I, I do want to say, though, um, for our next episode. Okay. Uh, the, there is a particular scene that happens that is a moment I have been looking forward to talking about since we oh decided that to start the show. And oh, I wow. can't, I can't wait to talk about it. I just well, can't wait. Well, I am intrigued. Yeah. It's like All right. My, we'll talk about that next it's week. It's my favoritest moment in Star Wars. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, things to look forward to because next time on this year podcast, we will be talking about Clone Wars Season 5, Episode 15, Shades of Reason, and Episode 16, The Lawless. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Do we have anything else for today? Uh, No. No. Okay. Let's outro the show. You ready? I'm ready. Ready. I'm already ready already. Okay. Let's do this. <laughs> hey, everybody. Thank you for listening. We super appreciate that. Um, if you would like to hang out with us in between episodes, you super can. We're too available. Uh, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok as at Darkside Divas. You can also subscribe to our podcast via your favorite podcast platform of choice, be it Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, whatever. Uh, Please subscribe to our podcast if you haven't done so already. Also, leave us a review. And um, if you leave us a five-star review and a written review on certain platforms like Apple Podcasts, we will try to read your quotes uh, on the podcast. We just got so many this time, and we really appreciate that. (laughs) I didn't want to make Stephanie too uncomfortable. Oh, fuck that. (laughs) Anyway... Um, also, uh, keep an eye on social medias and stuff in the coming weeks. We have some big things coming in the works, you know, and we might want some input from y'all and some suggestions. Big, and big things, things like that. coming. <laughs> yeah, I heard it as I said it. That was unintended, but but I'm gonna own it. I'm gonna we're own it. So that. mature. Yeah. yeah, we're very we're we're y'all. It's mature content anyway. Um, so is that it? Is are we done? We're done. We're done. Okay. All right. Um, so bye. Bye, bye everybody. everybody. Bye. Go away. I love you. <laughs>